Okay, let's start. Okay. Uh, before I start, um, you know, pu putting my stuff live, um, is there anything else that you want to say before the interview? Make sure it gets mentioned. Maybe uh, sometimes I could ask a question. You could like smash it down, like I could set up for you. Is there anything no, else? No, that's fine. I'll just answer your questions. Basically, I'm comfortable. I love it. All right, cool, man. I've been teaching chemistry for over 30 years, so I can answer questions. Oh, I, I'm a chemist too. I love chemistry. Yeah, that's okay. cool. Okay, what kind of uh, what kind of chemistry? Well, I started teaching college chemistry in in uh, Florida in 1991. General, it's been a while. Oh my God, the, the and, PK and, 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 uh, and my I last, would probably fail that now. I would fail that now. And, and my I'm last, sorry to say, my yeah, last my last classes were in the spring of 2020. In 2020, um, 2000, in May of 2021. So, so I've basically been. Uh, a consultant since then. So, okay. And you're running for Congress in North Carolina, right? Yeah, the second district. Okay. Um, I'll just put that up for now, and I'll add the second district later. Um, I'll add them thumbnail if you want as well. And it's Gene Douglas. I'll, I'll put it in right now. Don't worry about it. It's district. Gene Douglas with two S's. Got it. Right, just like that. Yeah, I can see it on your screen. I cheated, right? I looked at that. I looked at your screen right there. Yeah. Appreciate the, it. The most common one is the thing. So, where are you from in New York? Because I went to college. Oh, in Brooklyn Manor. Um, I'm actually in Ridgewood, New York City, right now. Um, no, Ridgewood is that Queens or that's or... in Queens? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's close to Bushwick, so it's kind of like on the borderline, right there. Okay. Okay. It's like Bush, Bush, um, hipster territory, which is sad. Uh, Bronx. Yeah, I got friends in the Bronx. Yeah. No, Bushwick, the Bronx. Is that part of the Bronx? No, Bushwick is in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. I'm good. Yeah, it's hipster territory. It's like all yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Sorry to say, bro. Hopefully you're Republican enough to hate that shit, which I do. Anyway, what? let's Sorry? <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay, I just hit ready. Okay, three, two, one. It's going live right now. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, DGL7. Today, as you know, I'm running uh, the In5 Platform Series with candidates all around the nation. And I'm excited to have this candidate on. Um, we're meeting him. So go ahead. Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I'm Gene Douglas. I basically... Um... I got involved in politics in 1998 when we moved to Hawaii. I, I've been teaching chemistry since 1991. And when we moved to Hawaii, I found out Senator Daniel Noy was running for re-election, and I decided to take him on uh, in, as, as a Republican. I ran in the primary, came in third out of nine in 1998. I basically annoyed him a lot and uh, had a lot of fun going around Hawaii. And that's kind of lay in the background. That's one reason I like it on, on Kauai. But we lived in Hilo for three years and there. But I, I ran for Senator Anoy seat in 1998 and then Senator Kaka seat in 2000 as a Republican. Came in third out of nine the first time. They put two Democrats in the top two places and then came in second out of four the second time. And they put a clown, former GOP chair, in there uh, on, uh, uh, and to win first place, so I wouldn't win. But I had a good time anyway. My point was to educate the public, not not win. I, I have a life outside, like basically teaching chemistry. So, so basically, okay. I, uh, I I got involved originally because Senator I embarrassed Senator Daniel Noy in 1985 when I was working as a chemist in Decatur, Illinois, because he got very political, and. Uh, and I asked him a political question, 
And what uh, was the question? The audience laughed. Well, well, I can explain it. Hopefully your audience is educated, but it shows the corruption in, in politics and in the U.S. Senate and the House ever since 19. Have you heard of uh, have you heard of the ethanol being used for um, gasoline? Um, yeah, people using it to fuel the vehicles now. Well, it goes in to increase the octane of gasoline. It replaced essential, essentially a chemical compound called tetraethyl lead, which used to increase the octane, which makes the burning more efficient. And uh, basically, they decided brilliantly to put ethanol in it, which essentially hurt gas mileage. And that was a substitute that supposedly was sustainable because it came from corn instead of methyl terpenoid ethanol with, with methyl terpenoid ether, which is essentially better for gasoline and uh, and basically more efficient. And so it's a situation where basically I was working at a Staley manufacturing company as a chemist. I basically was involved. They make corn starch and corn sweetener. And basically I was involved in the taste testing there for uh they had a new product in 1985 called high fructose corn syrup. And basically I was involved in the taste testing to put uh, that sweetener in Coke and Pepsi to see how it compared to sugar. Interesting. Where'd so, that go? Sorry? I said, that's very interesting. Where did that go? Well, well, basically what happened was Senator, uh, they started a political action committee in 1985. And, uh, and I was particularly interested in it because of my, my, I grew up in Swarthmore, Pennsylvania, near Philadelphia, and my family was very political, liberal, leftist, Quaker, but I was a Christian. I became a Christian in 1973, and I was a conservative Republican and basically rejected it all, went to a Christian college instead of Swarthmore College in Barclays Manor, New York, where I went to college. So it's just up, up the Hudson from you. From you. But uh, back to the story, basically, I got... Uh, I went to this political action committee and Senator Daniel Inouye of Hawaii, who happened to be the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, got up and said how glad he was to, to help ADM Staley get uh, government sponsorship of uh, grain alcohol because ADM and Staley was helping keep the price supports high on sugar because high sugar high sugar prices help, helped Hawaii sugar farmers. Okay. Well, uh Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, well I said, I, I, at the time, I said to myself, this is stupid. He has no understanding of the chemistry because basically I was involved in taste testing of high fructose corn syrup. And the thing is, they were developing the product to replace sugar. And I do want, wait, I just want, that's been bugging me from like, I've been wondering that for a moment. So what's your position? Are you for high fructose corn syrup? Are you against it? Well, it's just How another product. It? It's just another product that should have been available anyway. But the point is, okay, it's a little complicated because when essentially the federal government spends billions of dollars to to essentially incentivize corn farmers and ADM, Archer Daniels Midland, and Staley to essentially change food starch into ethanol essentially for put, putting in gasoline to essentially burn it, it makes no sense practically because essentially they're taking food and putting it in a gas tank instead of feeding people with it. So uh, it, historically, uh, starch was a very important product, has always been one. And uh, essentially, 
corn syrup, scaly syrup came out for pancakes and such like that. And, and so basically it's a natural product evolution. But Senator Daniel Roy wanted to keep the price for regular sugar that comes in a bag, you know, yeah. And and keep the price of sugar high. I much can see why politically those things could happen. This kind of corruption story, story with high industry, international price, right, right. Yeah, this, this is common in all industries for real. Right. But um, and, and, I, and, I've never done this in any of the interviews that I've done, and then the ninety interviews that I've done, right, thirty here in New York City and sixty uh, nationwide, by the way. Uh, but I'm just fascinated by the story. I'm also a chemist, by the way, and I just want to ask you on some of these things. Now you know that um, being a chemist yourself, okay, you know that often the industry has certain products that they want to, that are waste products from another. That's really where the no, money is. Right, well, that's, that's what I'm Someone getting... has a waste product and you turn that into a resource for something else. Yes, that's what I'm so getting. So go ahead, oh, break it down. Oh yeah, man, so go yeah, ahead. I, 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 I have I, a feeling that's tied to this whole thing. It, it, it'll all fit together nicely. This comes from my teaching chemistry for 30 years, okay? So, so basically the key thing is that basically ethanol has been made from corn for decades. And basically when they're making corn starch and regular corn syrup and everything else from, from the corn that comes from corn many yeah. years, essentially they have a leftover material after they've taken the corn starch out, after they've exactly. taken- Exactly, it's cheap as hell, exactly. And, and, and essentially it's called trash mash. They put yeast in it and then they generate ethanol from it and that gets the rest of the benefit out of it. So ethanol is available as an industrial product, okay? They, yeah. it, it's not supposed That's why to this is drunk. happening. It's not supposed to be drunk. It's just a natural byproduct that they make into something useful. It's it's sustainable. It's like they want to get all the chemicals they can out of this corn. Exactly. That's fun. the industry. But it's That's a, what it, chemistry is all about. <laughs> right. But the scam comes from the fact that the federal government and environmental activists in the federal government wanted to essentially pay billions of dollars to ADM and Staley so that they could get ethanol directly from the starch by a chemical means. Essentially, I appreciate your expertise in this faction. And I want to say it's really right. It's kind of odd that when they have these talks about climate change and stuff like that, where are the candidates that have like a background like yourself, right? Yeah, actual scientists. Well, like uh, they're nonsense. That. They, actual they, scientists. They, they act like they know everything. They don't. They know nothing. And, and, they, and they request people <laughs> from, they have a PhD in political science and they ask them for science help. When in reality, the, the chemists are silenced because they don't want to hear the truth, and it's a marketing game. Well, damn my, right. my, my point of this story is that basically me as a chemist sitting there in 1985 said this makes no sense. Senator okay. Noy wants the price of sugar kept high artificially by okay. price support, okay? All right, so just ADM so you know- and the, Staley, <laughs> ADM and Staley is making high fructose corn syrup so that they can take the market away from sugar. Okay. There's other there's other areas and I want to dip into. Normally, the, the interview goes like this. Okay, this is part of the series. Okay, every candidate gets asked the same questions in the same order, so you can compare your answers, stuff like that. I don't usually take. I took this one. This in the first time in the history of this channel, I took this little aside to go to the chemistry thing. But we're gonna go snap back to the actual well, can I interview as normally scheduled. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go back ahead. to the politics. I'm go gonna... ahead. I have other things I want to ask about. We're going to ask at the end. Right, of but, course. Yeah, go ahead. But, but, go ahead. I, I'm almost done here. The point is, go it ahead. doesn't make any sense. And I laughed to myself and a buddy next to me. Well, then he gets into a rant about how Reagan should be impeached because essentially he was using the CIA to mine the harbors of Managua, Nicaragua, because the Soviet Union was actively bringing arms and munitions 
into Managua to support the communist government against the Contras. Talk about Oliver North? Yeah, that involves Oliver North and others, yes. How but, do you feel about Oliver North? Guilty or innocent? Well, well let me finish the story. Go ahead. Talk about all this stuff. But the okay. point is that basically he was saying that Reagan should be impeached because Reagan for the CIA was not informing Congress what they were doing. So that was grounds for re impeaching Reagan. The Democrats have wanted to impeach Republican presidents ever since Nixon, okay? Every one of them, they wanted to impeach them, okay? So it's nothing mm -hmm. new what happened with Trump. So it's, it's all a game. So essentially it's just a rhetorical game. But the point was, he was in a rant about how Reagan should be impeached because of CIA. But I read the National Review at the time when it was a good magazine. And basically, uh, I had read that the CIA presented a report to the Senate Intelligence Committee, of which Senator Daniel Noy was the head. Okay? And, Ooh, it's and, getting good. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is getting real good. I said, Go ahead. And I said, look, I raised my hand and said, Senator Noy, the CIA presented a report to your committee last week about why they were doing it, essentially, the things. And he commented and said, I didn't read it. Oh, it's disgusting. And a whole bunch of people in the audience, including me, laughed at him. And then later on, I found out he tried to get me fired. Well, um, I, I started teaching in 1991. I taught in micro. I started in Florida. They went out to Micronesia out near Guam, spoke there for two, taught there for two years, and then went to Hawaii, found out he was running for re-election. And I decided I'd take him on on that because in the 13 years between 1985 and 19. 97, the sugar industry in Hawaii was totally destroyed because Coke, Pepsi, General Foods, and the other food companies essentially replaced sugar totally with high fructose corn syrup. So if you look at a Coke can, it says high fructose corn syrup. It doesn't say sugar on it. And basically that's because the price of sugar was kept high. The price of corn, high fructose corn syrup was made very low because essentially the federal government is paying billions for trash mash. And so basically it's trash mash because it's still made for the raw materials of all the corn milling and everything. But the point is that's what's yeah. wrong in Washington. And it's still what's wrong in Rock. There's so many other things I want to ask you about. Yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, so, but, uh, we're so going to get to that at the got, end. Yeah. That's why I got in, involved in politics. And I went up oh, well. to Senator Inouye in 1998 to that. And then Senator Kafka because he supported the same positions. And then when you moved to New Hampshire, so I could teach you another job, I ran against a rhino Republican representative, Charlie Bass of New Hampshire in the second district of New Hampshire. And I heard the name. We took him on because I was pro-life. He wasn't, but also worse, he was a Republican, but was not supporting the Bush administration's efforts in Congress to get the legislation through that they wanted. He voted with the Democrats most of the time. So. I uh, I ran as a conservative alternative in 2002. And, and, and the thing that's interesting, when I was running in 98 in Hawaii, we put my wife in to run for Congress, and she won the primary and then ran against Patsy Mink in 1998. And uh, so basically, she got over a third of the vote against Patsy. And then I, I ran against the incumbent Rhino Republican in 2002 in New Hampshire. So that's my history. But now... I, I retired from teaching chemistry and sold my house in south of Fayetteville, moved up here to Raleigh, and found out that Deborah Ross, classic liberal feminazi, essentially was uh, running for re-election. It wasn't a nice Republican that I could support, so I decided, well, with my history, 
then I should take her on too for the same reasons I did before. So I'm just out here having a lot of fun and running against two other candidates. What my main my main opponent is essentially a very quiet qualified retired military person, which has a lot of credentials in his own right. And I, I'm not running against him. I'm running against Deborah Ross because I think the Republicans have to band together and go after her anyway in November, whoever wins. But I still think I can win because of my own history and the fact that I'm a college chemistry teacher. I'm not a typical politician, either the military kind or, or the politician kind that stays in office 30 years so you know one thing i like about you though is like a lot of college professors i feel like they get too like you know i guess uh i don't want to yeah, really, i'm not gonna selfish. say woke thing but you no, know they're, like they're kind of go left. they act like they're yeah. expert in everything when in reality they're only expert in their narrow area of expertise but, but you were anti-establishment professor you kind of like against the grain, well i grew so. up in swarthmark pennsylvania where swarthmark yeah. college is there you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Most most academics are kind of like, you know, they seem kind of like uh, pencil necks, you know what I mean? Well, well yeah. Well, well, my grandfather went to Yale, and, and, and my uncles went to Penn. And, Damn. And Princeton. And, and, oh, you seem ruthless, though. I like and, it, man. And I grew up in Swarthmore, where Swarthmore College is. And people thought okay. I was I don't know that school, so I didn't want really to know. Swarthmore College is so elite, they look down on the Ivies as if they're beneath them. So, oh, really? I did not know yeah. this. Okay. But it's mostly it's mostly BS. It's just nonsense. It's like they they act superior when in reality just stupid morally and and essentially destroy their families without a second thought. And fascinating. While they pretend to be wonderful and look down on the the low lifes like you and me, I drove a cab <laughs> in Philadelphia for two summers when I was going to college, paying myself through. So that wasn't very fashionable with the people that I used to, that I grew up with around. They may okay. be sick. So, okay, the you answered a lot of the questions, but I'm just going to ask for some clarifications on the points. So the first question you usually ask is, uh, how did you, uh, you know, start with the, you know, what's the first thing that you kind of did politically? So you told me that it was this, um, this you know, working on this, uh, taking on, what's his name, Dan Edo, or what's his name? Senator this, Daniel Hanoi of Hawaii. Daniel Hanoi, Daniel Hanoi, right? Yeah. In, in 1998, I was, sorry, in 1996, when we were in, when we were in Ponape, out in Micronesia, uh, I, I tried to do some fundraising for Senator Robert Dole, who was running for president in 1996. So that was my first effort of doing okay. something political. But but I spent most of my career either working as a chemist or the, or teaching chemistry. So okay, that's a, that's a good answer. Okay, so the next question is going to be like um, the thing is that some people say they have like a certain ideology. I know you said that you're a Republican, right? Yeah, Republican means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Talk about rhinos, right? I'll I've heard that term before. That means Republican in name only. Um, some people uh, just run, you know, because it's just a way to get ballot access and things like that. Do you? Some people say it's socialist. Some people say centrist. Some people say moderate. Right? Would you have a certain ideology? Can you explain that a little bit more? Well, what, what, what that is? well, because I very I grew up in a very liberal democratic family, and and my mom's cousin was a communist who was involved in the One World Order, so to speak, back in the forties. They all loved Alger Hiss and were angry at Whitaker Chambers for exposing him as a Soviet spy. And if you've ever seen the movie Oppenheimer, uh, Oppenheimer was seen the, the victim of a honeypot that essentially got him to give all the stuff over to the Soviet Union. 
So, so it's a situation where basically my family is full of that, and, and they weeped and everything else when the Rosenbergs were executed. So it's a situation where I grew up with that nonsense. My mom's cousin was the chairman of the chemistry department at Penn, and I made the mistake of, of in 1973 saying that I was hoping to go there, 74 would go there, and he just sneered at me because he didn't like my politics because it wasn't theirs. And so basically... I decided to go to Christian college instead. But I liked Penn growing up in Swarthmore and I worked. And so basically I decided to go to Christian college instead because I was a Christian. I became one in 1973. So I'm dipping out again. Wait a second. So you like the thing is that, right? You, I don't know you're teaching now, but the thing is that you said some guy got you fired, right? Yeah. So no, Senator General, no, I tried to get me fired. Oh, tried to get you fired. Okay. But he didn't succeed. Yeah, this was in 1985 because I embarrassed him in front of the crowd. Yeah. But he didn't uh, succeed because everybody laughed at him because he okay, was right. he, he was lying about Reagan. He was saying he wasn't informing Congress when in reality they were, and he didn't read the report. So okay, so like, what do you do? You contact the college president and like kind of lean down. No, no, this was at, this was at the company I worked for. I was told that they later that they he tried to get me fired, but they Damn, I crazy. didn't get fired. It didn't work. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you. So I tried to get him up. fired 13 years later by running for his. Uh, Senate not everybody has your pedigree and connections. I mean, that probably helped you somewhat, you know, or maybe not, right? Maybe you're just also a producer. Well, company, so. well, see, in 1995, oh, yeah. when I was working in Micronesia, I all, we also had the pleasure of hosting uh, Cindy McCain, John McCain's wife, and one of their sons over to our house when, on Panape for a spaghetti dinner because they heard that I was interested in politics and Cindy was visiting the islands. Do you have tenure? What? Do you have tenure? Uh, no, it was just a two-year okay. contract. Uh, I was okay. an associate professor there, but it was a two-year right. contract. And basically, Cindy McCain, President, uh, sorry, President wannabe uh, John McCain's wife was visiting the islands, and uh, we had them over to to our house for spaghetti dinner and such like that. So that was 1995 or six, and so that's kind of a political act, I guess, hosting them. Uh, and it was fine. We and my wife continued contact with her afterwards and everything else. So we heard they had connections in Hawaii. So when I decided to run for Senator Noy's seat, uh, we thought they'd be happy. But basically, because I was going after his war buddy on uh, real issues, like he helped destroy the Hawaii sugar industry. Uh, basically, I had the honor of Senator McKay calling me an a-hole. Uh, so because I was going after his war buddy. And I thought that was very funny because I was used to having uh, Democrats smear Republicans where I was growing up or laugh about them or, you know, be nasty to them when I was growing up. But it's nothing new. All what's going on now with what they call Republicans, Nazis and everything else is just they're, they're just describing themselves, essentially. So so it's that's called projection. But the point is, in some respects, the system, the political system. That, man. I'm with that. I'm with the that. political system in Washington D.C. is broken because essentially they're trying to make the federal government bigger when the United States Constitution is essentially designed to keep it small. Because the the real function of the Constitution is to say that the federal government has responsibility for defending the country against external enemies. That means other countries that want to war on us, like like Japan. And like Germany, who both declared war on us, or Germany that declared war on us back in for World War One, or and, and and basically we go in there to win. 
and, and also to help interstate commerce and, and essentially promote infrastructure in the US to promote okay. infrastructure. That, that is what the constitution says our federal government should do. It shouldn't be micromanaging people in New York City. It shouldn't be letting all these illegal, illegal immigrants into it. So get, get it shipped up to New York City because de Blasio wanted to be a sanctuary city when in reality he didn't. Uh, so, so it's just, in some respects, it's a corrupt game and the Democrats have been running it for decades um, after after uh, Franklin Roosevelt and and even back to Woodrow Wilson, and uh, basically bankrupting our country. Whereas the Republicans come in and try and stop it, when in reality uh, they 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 can't really deal with the bureaucracy effectively. So basically. If I reach Congress, I want to help the other Republicans with like-minded to essentially dismantle the federal government apparatus and bring responsibility back to the states where it belongs. And and essentially reduction in force most of the most of the bureaucracy in Washington. So because the responsibilities come back to North Carolina or New York or wherever else, and then basically taxpayer money is saved and everything else, and essentially they stop start paying off the debt instead of essentially bankrupting our kids and grandkids because the debt, the, 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 the debt, the national debt is like $40 trillion or $50 trillion and such like that. It's just absurd. So, because I remember when it was 7 trillion or, or 5 trillion. And, you know, I don't even really know what that means. I don't even like you know. Well, it just means money out of thin air it, it, it just means they get loans from the from either the social security system or other things like that. Essentially saying we'll pay you back later. It's like using a credit card. We'll pay you back later, but they never pay it back. We'll get to the policy stuff for later. But the thing is that for right now, in the first half of the interview, is really getting to know you, just as a person, right? Yeah. So um, we talked about your ideology, right? And that was uh. Quite an answer, but I do understand it, right? I but the, do, uh, but my ideology comes from reading the Republican national, reading the Republican platform. If you read the Republican platform, that's essentially what I believe. I'm very, very, very happy with it because of the nature of what I grew up in and everything else. So that's why I call myself a Republican. Because to help us believe, believe in it, in contrast, the Democratic platform, which is essentially corrupt and even bizarro world, because essentially they want to be able to kill unborn children at any age and they want it they essentially want to say it's okay to sterilize teenagers because they're mentally confused because their parents want uh, are confusing them because they don't like what sex they are so it's just it's just a eugenics game that they like to play and and it's totally corrupt and i and as a republican i'm proud to call myself one in spite of the fact there are rhinos out there who are just pretending but thankfully president trump did a great job of exposing the rhinos. I have my own thoughts on this, but it's not about me. It's about you. So I appreciate it, your your honesty. And honestly, I prefer that. And, uh, you know, I, there is some truth in what you're saying. I do feel like uh, just in support, right? I know That's the cool. medical industry is taking advantage here. So I do appreciate, um, you know, um, advocates like this, right? They're not necessarily always the enemy, even if you don't agree, right? Um, I, I appreciate what you're saying. So anyways, let's move on to the... Um, well, if people don't focus, agree with me, they don't have to vote for me. So it's like that's okay. I think we can have a conversation. Right, I, I think on care. some things we might we might agree more than you might think, right? Yeah, right, maybe fine. maybe not, right? Yeah, but going to the next. So website. shoot, I'm done with my history. If you want to know any more, I'll be glad to tell you. But I'm done. You can ask any questions you like. 
okay, well, I'm going to bring this Republican thing into focus now. Now, one thing that can help us really understand more about your Republican uh, leanings, right, is that some people, like, if they're Democrats, they would say, I'm an FDR Democrat, right? I like the New Deal or something like <laughs> that, right? If you, okay, if you're, so let's suppose that you're a uh, Republican, are, who's um, influences your political thought? Earlier you mentioned McCain, right? Not necessarily the no, 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 no. He's it, 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 a corrupt rhino. No, it, it doesn't seem like you liked him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's like you, but he's, he's Republican. So who do you like, though? Who is there someone well, who's influential well, to your political well, thought? Rush Limbaugh? I don't know. Well, I liked Rush Limbaugh. Uh, you know, my yeah, son know. listened to him more than I did, but basically I liked Rush Limbaugh, but he got very repetitive. And I, it got, I didn't watch, listen anymore because his school day was repeating the same thing, which kind of is boring for me. Cause I, yeah. I heard it yeah, once. I, I get it. I get it. I, uh, but a lot of people like him. I think what he was saying was great, but I don't need to hear it 10 times to agree with him. But the, but the thing is, uh, one thing I'm proud of my son is in the 90s when I liked to listen to Rush Lyon, and he said he liked Rush Limbaugh also, but he thought Hannity was a clown. And at the time, I liked to, to watch Hannity on Fox News a little. But then well, I'm, I, sorry, I'm sorry I even mentioned Rush Limbaugh because I, I don't want him to overtake this. I want to know who's influential to you. Like maybe maybe there isn't somebody or maybe it's a uh, mixture, but who do you really think influenced your personal political Direction well, or whatever. Well, yeah. basically, uh, uh, basically, it's a wide variety of people. Abraham Lincoln was involved in starting the Republican Party, as was Frederick Douglass, a freed slave who was a black man who wanted freedom for his people. And Abraham Lincoln wanted to do that. And that's what got us into our civil war, which essentially was to free the slaves, because I come from a family of abolition abolitionists both from England and other stuff like that, Quaker and uh, Quaker slash Presbyterian slash uh, Congregational. And so it's a situation where the, it, the abolitionist movement started in England and they basically a lot of people in New England were also, and it's a situation where it, you know, the, in Bible times it talks about slaves, but in reality slaves are different than they were more like indentured service that they, took care of them and everything else and they saw no benefit and I, I have to ask okay so things. so so I, basically I, the key thing yeah. is that the Republican Party was the anti-slavery party from the beginning and that's one reason it was started and I'm proud to be part of that thing okay. instead of the party of the Ku Klux Klan and eugenics and uh, and communism and well the Democrats were really part of the Ku Klux Klan weren't they of course they were the jackboot thugs of the of the Democratic Party. They always have been. And Hillary Clinton's mentor was Robert Byrd. And Robert Byrd was a grand dragon before he entered Congress. So of course he had to drop his moniker. But the point is, again, the, the Democrats have been the most racist while pretending they're not ever since. And they're the ones who essentially have run Harvard saying people with your background can't get in because you study too hard and your skin color is the wrong thing. So it's easy. If you got Chow was the last name. The, Appreciate the, that. No, Appreciate sorry, that. Thank you. Thank you. But those are white liberals that do that. It, yeah, it no, it's the normal yeah, people it's, like me. It's just, and because basically the skin color has that. to do with, with essentially the level of melanin in the skin and the diet of a, of tribes at different, different yeah, places. Put a limit. They said this is as high you're allowed to go. Hell no. Anyway, Everybody's appreciate that for real, God's man. image. And yeah. the thing is, we're not supposed 
you know, there there are people in the Philippines. And okay, but I let's go. Let's go back to you. Okay, once again, like I, I respect the uh, many in Africa, and so. I really appreciate the reference to Frederick Douglass and Lincoln. That was awesome. How do you feel about Trump? He's kind of out there. Well, he's kind of rebel. Like Ronald Reagan. Like Ronald Reagan, he was a former Democrat. Like true. Ronald Reagan, he was a Very true. former ladies' man. Mm. They both they both repented and got out of that. Ronald Reagan is an early example of someone who, who ran the Screen Actors Guild in Wash in uh, Hollywood, and essentially was a man about town also. But then he finally settled down and unfortunately married J Jane Wyman and she dumped him and then married uh, his wife, who was he was happily married to for the rest of his life. And yeah. in some respects, he became a Republican because he saw that it was different for the Democrats for the same reasons. He liked the platform and he became a Christian and pro-life and realized that that was what he needed to be to be. So you think he's earned the term full full blood Republican? You think he's earned? Well, he's yes, earned. of course, of course. Cool. Right. I just I, want to know. Okay, just I so we know. Him, I appreciate him too, but I also like Gerald Ford and Richard Nixon because, in some respects, they were more honorable than JFK and LBJ. So, so because hmm. they were totally corrupt, LBJ. How, how, okay. LBJ had was involved in the killing of JFK. So it's like you know the Democrats like to kill each other. But so, you also said JFK was bad as well. Well, of course, he was his his father was a mob figure, essentially, uh, who got rich by bootlegging. So so again, it's like the Camelot thing is a bunch of nonsense and everything else. And and again, I agree with that. Nixon Thank you won the, for saying that. Richard Nixon in reality won the election in 1960, but he didn't fight it because it was he thought it was the best interest of the U.S. not to. So he got elected eight years later after. After, it's known that there was tampering after going LBJ on. LBJ used the CIA to kill uh, to kill JFK. So you're not wrong. Look it up, folks. You can see there was tampering the JFK election. You can look it up. It's a known thing. Mobsters. JFK. This is a known fact JFK, in history. John F. Yeah. Kennedy. So so basically, you that know, people it, like you can trust the it, election it, historically. The nephews were victims of the Kennedy dynasty. That the Kennedy dynasty started with Joe. Those are the real criminals. You know, just uh, we had a guy from Blexit on earlier to, uh, who was saying how like the Democrats actually shut out the uh, Africans from voting up and up the Bronx. So they're trying well, to have a rally. We're going to see what happens. Well, well, the, the thing is, the, 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 the blacks, uh, the black groups and, and Africans are finally realizing that the Democratic Party is not their allies because they want to let, let all these illegal immigrants to come in to take lower lower yeah. paying jobs and everything else and essentially taken away from American citizens or just trying to get out of high school and get a job to start something. But the 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 jobs at McDonald's or stores or other things are gone because the company we're not, we're not in agreement on everything, but a lot of things from I could Guatemala uh, less yeah. than they could pay someone from New York City, which is all perverted. You're damn right, bro. Like honestly, like while I don't agree with you and everything, a lot of things you're saying I could relate hundred percent. Yeah, like Speaking a lot of truths here, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I yeah. I like your style, man. You, you're like the kind of the guy who's going to say stuff that other people aren't. So, well, um, I've asked we, we need that. So I, that. I yeah. tend to be direct. Good, excellent. Yeah, that's. Do you want to lie? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I see no point. It's like trying to don't cover up a lie is a lot more work than just telling the truth and trusting God or out the results. So, okay, so we got to um almost all the um. 
uh, questions about yourself, which is good to know. Now we're going to move on to the policy questions. Sure. Now, the thing is that I have a bunch of people, partners that I work with. And the thing is, I always ask about their issues first. So actually, there's about five questions for my, for my partners. That I'm going to ask them about your general stuff, uh, you know, your policy ideas. So the first one's going to be uh, Assange. Do you support the freedom of Assange? Well, I don't know enough information about that. Uh, in some okay. respects, President Trump was privy to a lot more information than I am and decided not to. Uh, being president and, and, and reading all the intelligence things or whatever else, he obviously had a lot more information than I do, so I can't take a position on that. Uh, if anything happens, it would have to be the president to do it. So if when President Trump gets reelected, uh, I'll I'll leave it up to him to decide that. I'm not running for president. I'm running to replace Deborah Ross because yeah. we need less Democrats in the House, not more. Look, I was out of the country when Trump was president, so I didn't see everything that went on. But honestly, when I come back here, it feels like well, give him a hard well, time. Let me and describe yeah. that situation to you. I, I, I feel like all this legal trouble he having is well, unfair. I, was also, I think it's weird. And well, I, think it's I was like, also, that cool. helps explain why I like Trump. Yeah. Okay? I was also, I, I taught for a year in Iraq. Okay. Yeah. I was there 2016 and 2017 when Trump got elected. The Obama administration in Iraq, essentially, and Syria and other places. So wait a second, Loud were you teaching, were you teaching soldiers or were you teaching like uh, children in Iraq? No, I was who, teaching, uh, I was teaching college, college? students in, in Iraq in the Su Iraqi Su students, Su American students. At the American University in Iraq, Suleimani, which is in, which is in Suleimani, Iraq. It's an American university there that teaches all the students in English from Iraqi families. So it's an international school. Well, no, it's for Iraqi families, but basically the, okay. there's a whole bunch of different, there's American University in Beirut and Egypt and other places. So, so again, it's it, it, it's just it, it, it's sponsored by a lot of Americans that want American curriculum taught at different places. Even Nazarbayev University, where I taught in Kazakhstan, used American curriculum. The School of Science and Technology was got its curriculum out of Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. So basically, the government of Kazakhstan wanted to have a more Western view about science and technology, to learn critical thinking and other stuff like that. Also to learn English because President Nazarbayev decided to have uh, the, the, native, the official languages of Kazakhstan be Russian, Kazakh, and English. English was so that they could go out to the world and be involved in international commerce. Uh, Kazakh, because they're Kazakhs, it's Kazakhstan as well as Russians, because there's a significant Russian population. And I just the, something personally, their background yeah. should be honored being okay. because they're important for the Kazakhstan economy. You know, I don't believe anything I see on the TV, so I really appreciate someone who's been there. Um, I've heard that, I've always wondered what happened to the Korean diaspora. I've heard that there's a significant Korean population in Kazakhstan. Yes. Was this well, true, well, not true? That, okay. that, uh, that, that's true, because basically during, during World War II, uh, no, before World War II, Essentially, uh, Stalin had essentially transported transported people from West Eastern Europe as well as other places, and then during World War II, exiled people in Kazakhstan because it's part of the Siberian region. Essentially, just putting them there too. Uh, when North Korea was in existence and such like that, there'd be people that would go to North Korea for uh, go to Russia for employment and such like okay. that. 
How do you think things? How do you think things are for them? Are things for well, them uh, pretty no, they good look, for them? Let me finish this, your question. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so curious. Uh, well, that, that, those Koreans from North Korea who were part uh, allied with the Soviet Union early back in the late 40s essentially had families go to Kazakhstan because it was part of the Soviet Union, but now they more affiliate with South Korea and Kazakhstan has a lot of commerce between back and so there are a lot of Koreans. From uh, from North Korea, believe it or not, but they much prefer to be in Kazakhstan than they would ever to go back to things. But I had one student in particular who's at the University of Iowa now, and and he he went to get his master's degree at a university in Seoul, Korea, uh, which I think is fabulous because he went from Nazarbayev University to Seoul, got his master's, and now he's getting his PhD at the University of Iowa. So uh, basically, the key thing is that. Uh, that uh, you know there is a significant Korean population there, but that's the nature of Kazakhstan. Is it's like a, all sorts of different ethnic groups being exiled there by Stalin or due to World War II or previous wars, um, and, and and essentially Russia kind of conquered Kazakhstan in the 1800s, and so so when the Soviet Union fell, finally Kazakhstan considered free. They were really free of the old Russian system. But there are a lot of Russian speakers, uh, ethnically Russian people that live in northern and eastern Kazakhstan that like being Kazakhs, and they much prefer to live and work in Kazakhstan than they did in Russia because it's less corrupt. It's still very corrupt, but less corrupt than Russia. But believe it or not, the most corrupt country in that whole area is Ukraine, and it always has been. So. Appreciate uh, your insight on that. Yeah, that was very interesting. All right, let's go to the next question. Um, I used to hang out with the Yang Gang over there. And the thing is that um, they had this idea called UBI, which got pretty popular for a while. It's kind of faded now. Um, UBI? What's your UBI, Universal Basic Income. Well, Universal Basic Income. Well, well, well that's, uh, uh, that's essentially a com communist viewpoint of essentially giving people yeah. basic means so they can just play video games all day. <laughs> modern version. Or, or 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 read books or whatever else, or just go out and sell drugs or whatever. It or could be that. Be stoned all day, and it is perverted because essentially there's no benefit to extra work or whatever because you get paid the same. And, and doctors are very underpaid in in Cuba. They get paid less than people less than people who work for the government, and and it's perverted there too because they're all part of the universal basic. But that's a communist thing. It's just. It, it, it's basically there's a whole bunch of rich, wealthy elites, and it doesn't matter how hard you work, you'll never get there because you got to let you got to get a ticket. But who knows where they sell the tickets? But the point is, they want everybody else poor. That's why the environmental movement essentially wants to uh, essentially demand uh, technology that'll make the price of uh, of gasoline twenty dollars a gallon or ten dollars a gallon, like it is in Europe. And, and they want the price of electricity to be a dollar a kilowatt hour instead of the 15 cents it is in the US. And so it's a situation where if, if the price of electricity was a dollar an hour or or 50 cents an hour, that would mean a lot of poor people would go, uh, would, would get very cold during the winter. And or, or fuel was like $10 a gallon or other stuff like that, or heating oil was $10 a gallon. It would mean there'd be a lot of people that couldn't heat their homes. 
I want to just take a little liberty myself and jump in. I've taken so many liberties in this particular podcast, but I appreciate you, well, you uh, live in New York indulging City. me. You, you, you <laughs> live in New York City. What is, what is the price of electricity where you live? Huh? Uh, right now, uh, it's actually included in my. So I'm good. Well, well, the thing is, what is the price of electricity for, for the New York power? It's probably about 25 to 30 cents a kilowatt hour, whereas in most of the country, it's 15. Uh, and that's that's because essentially there are taxes on it and everything else. And and the environmentalists want the price of electricity to be high. So essentially, that means that there won't be, uh, you know, people in apartments wasting energy on on keeping uh, keeping air conditioners on. There's a lot of problems in the environmental industry, and I really appreciate your uh, pointing that out. I can actually speak to victims of uh they're no, actually rolling out these things on us, and I. You're, but they, but they don't that. care about poor people dying when it's too cold in their apartments. You know, they're actually or dying and being exhausted during the summer in New York City. It's like there's oh, people it's that have cold in New York City in an apartment when it's ninety degrees outside and no air conditioning. Yeah, there's so people, there's people with mold in their apartments that's literally sending them into asthma attacks and sending them oh, to the of hospital. Course. Yeah, because they can't afford and, to heat them or. But, it's but no, but instead of fixing instead of fixing this mold condition. They're giving them brand new electric heaters and coolers. Well, what's well, the priorities? The mold, what's the priorities here? I'm a chemist. The only reason yeah. the mold gets here is it's not properly dehumidified, and the temperature the temperature isn't pro properly modified after the place is built. So it's like if they don't clean it out, and they much right, like that. It's like or and yeah, they got to clean the vent too. That's true. They got to clean the vent. You'll get mold. That's the way it works. There's a couple of reasons too. Yeah, there's other like under, like, yeah, faulty materials, right? Yeah, not up to code stuff being used, old stuff being used. Well, like, of course, because because yeah. essentially they they would rather get the tenants evicted or or leave, and then they can and they can renovate and double the rent. There's mad shenanigans going on. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So um, all right, cool. Uh, so How much UBI, you pay that's... for your apartment in, in in Queens? How much you pay for your apartment? It's a funny situation. I can't really tell you about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right well, yeah, you're um, embarrassed. You're yeah. embarrassed about it, but but, but my no, house in well, Red Springs, North Carolina, my mortgage and interest. I don't really. I don't really have one. To tell you the truth, I don't have one. What? I don't have one. I I, I rent an office space, but I don't really have. Oh, one. yeah, I understand. I, I, a, I, 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 I understand, and that's a travesty. But it's like it, it's like the rich people, also pay a lot the property less. owners, want it to be that way. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Like I also do other things. Yeah, I'm technically not really. I got people in the shelter. I'm not a shelter camp. I'm technically on the street sometimes. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah, it's not doing my well, life. Well, I do you what could, I want. Yeah, you I'm could, you could always move to North Carolina or some other place with things that you can. Look, I know you used to hobnob with them nice rich and wealthy people. Yeah, and some of them people is out here with me living this type of life. They some people is just meant to live like street life. You know what I mean? Not like it's well, all good they, or bad. Well, they right? want not always to. drunk related, but sometimes. You know, Hawaii, I, yeah, you were around that. There's some people who just kind of live on the edge, you know what I mean? Well, live on the well in, in Hawaii, the rents are high, high on Oahu, but we had, we had a house we rented in Hilo for $500 a month. People find ways to end up. Yeah, people find ways, right? They know somebody or connect, or they're like in a shack that someone just kind of like constructed on some public land that people's not known about, you know what I mean, or something. They, they find a way, you know what I mean? There's always a community. Well, that. But again, again, Americans have a choice as to where they can live, and and people decide one way or another they want to stay in New York City. Yeah. That's fine. But but in some respects, communists like De Blasio, or whatever, want the poor people to leave. Hey, all right. So 
Because the UBI, that was good. I uh, answered that one. I'm happy that you're not a panderer, right? Yeah, we have your own opinions. That's great, yeah. <laughs> um, and I do encourage people to be cautious about it. A lot of things that they see are for us are weaponized against us. Um, it is really the implementation for me, right? Yeah, I'm not really... Uh, what is been ideology. weaponized against you? What do you mean? Um, like, you know, welfare is actually weaponized uh, against, uh, you know, it can keep people dependent in certain ways when it's just rolled out, like, without, like, you know, intelligent design, when there's not really other... Well, well, the thing is, incentives are not really produced in a... Well, the thing is, yeah. in New York City, in New York City, what happens when when essentially the uh, when Giuliani was in there was very different. But when de Blasio and the other Democrats came in, essentially, they decreased the pay for cops. They got less cops in the street. They stopped fuck, stop and frisk and and essentially enabled people to they changed the law so if someone steals less than a thousand dollars. They don't get prosecuted or they get on the state or someone beat somebody up in the subway, they get a court appearance and then they're let go and other stuff like that. And that's on purpose. You know, yeah, I'm, the, all, I'm all in that. I'm all in that. I can tell you so many stories. You don't and it's all the Democrats. So many different that, levels. But they trust on stupid people who continue to vote them into office. And I, I trust that you're not a stupid person. I'm in New York City. I'm in the heart of all of that. Yeah, I'm in the heart of their stronghold. You know what I mean? Well, New York City is definitely one of their Well, the thing yeah. is, when they vote for those people, they will get what they vote for. But they're not willing to stop voting for Democrats because they get some sort of payoff. Okay, so. let's go to um. Okay, let's go to the next. Uh, because I do I have my partners to so the UBI. The sure. next one I'm going to ask about is actually, I do actually support trans people. It is what it is. Yeah, I know we talked about it before, but let's talk about this question right here. Okay, we know that trans people face a lot of discrimination on the job, and I get it. Right. Yeah, they're different. Right. Yeah. They also well, face discrimination. Well, the the thing is, if they don't, if they don't, if they don't purposely draw attention to themselves with straight they're dress or whatever, and they do a good job, they won't be. But if they want to shove it in people's face and everything else, they will be treated badly because anybody that tries, if you work in a professional environment with a lot of t tattoos on your face, you're not going to get hired and you'll get laughed at and discriminated against. So that's, it's a situation um, I think there's some where fairness the, to that. I think the, that's, um, the, I think that's the, milita the militaristic ones, whatever else. And I as a Christian, but also I find it very sad because essentially the whole thing about the trans movement, it's eugenics. It's designed to sterilize, confuse people so that they will not have kids. And so that essentially they'll go away. The eugenics there is some medical abuse started, going on, but yeah. The eugenics system started under uh, under Woodrow Wilson in the 19, early 1900s and then got well, me, me, involved with started Planned Parenthood. And essentially the whole point was to kill people of inferior races before they're born and those and the me mentally disturbed or feeble sterilize them so that they couldn't have kids. And that would include people with a mental illness or mental confusion because their parents mistreated them. And I find it very sad. But the point is, anybody that shoves shoves their lifestyle and everything in the face or whatever will get discriminated because people do not want to be around in your face activists that say uh, okay, that so. say you you've got to treat me differently because 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 I cut my balls off. Okay, that's good to. That's good that we understand your position on that, but the question but how is how someone gonna how someone gonna know, hasn't really, okay, let how me someone's gonna know if a person cut their balls off unless they're told that. 
good question. But okay, so let me just finish the question over here. So the thing is that okay. we know that trans people face discrimination at the job. We know they just face discrimination at the uh, you know, um in housing. So a lot of times they find themselves needing right public housing. Now, this is a hypothetical question. Let's say that 10% of the people applying for public housing are trans, but only 2% of the people who get into public housing are trans. So we say, you know what, there's this weird discrepancy. Let's ask them what's going on. Right? It'll feel bad. Well, uh, well those numbers. Uh, yeah, almost done. Okay, almost done. Go ahead. No, these are made up numbers. These are completely made up. Well, okay. that's the point. That's they're, they're not. Okay, just really... yes. okay, but this is also to see how like you would like handle a situation like this okay. hypothetically, right? Yeah. So okay, so they say okay, um, we're getting beat up a lot. We're getting discriminated against, right? And then they say, um, um, so now we see discrepancy, right? Um, there's no law saying that you can discriminate against trans people, but we see these weird numbers that people are claiming, right? Yeah, right. You could be the question. I don't know. Right? It's up to you to decide how you want to take this, but. Now we see this uh, claimed imbalance. Um, what do you think is uh, these people are deserve fair access, right? Whether you agree with them or not, right? Yeah. Well, how can you um, assure a community like this fair access to government services? Well, well, if you run a business, would you hire somebody who comes in with a huge rain through their nose like this, uh, like a cow? Are you okay, going like, to look? Somebody? Look, I'm not saying. <laughs> no, answer look. my question. You you asked me a question. Answer my question. Are you going to hire somebody that has a rain filter nose like this that looks like a cow, a big one, not a small one, a big one that looks like a cow that is, is essentially in front of your customers? Are you going to discriminate? I worked at a tattoo shop. Sorry, you got to work somewhere else. I worked at a tattoo shop for a while. So, I'm not yes, talking I about did. tattoos. I'm talking about in, in your face. Yeah, that was my workplace. And they the guy had, they had big like nose things. Yeah, I had well, like spikes well, in the head. Yeah, but. You know, but, the big but, ear but, things. But, you know, I've been all around those people. But if you for a job at a bank. It, vegan it, it, vegan food co-op. I'm well, sorry, bro. I'm, I'm around the people, bank, man. Would he get a job? In they a have bank? these things. No, I'm I, around these. I'm in New York City, bro. Like, I'm sorry, man. Well, They're around I understand. here. I, I, I went to it does happen. in New York City. I'm not mad. Like, I'm not saying I'm for against New York City. I get, look, you're allowed to have boundaries. I'm not saying you're wrong for that, right? I've seen other more extreme things, right, with like the drag queen story hour. And I'm saying, like, you know, that it can't work, right? Like you said before, if they are actually, um, but there are some excesses, well, like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to. Hey, look, we, well, we're allowed to have boundaries. But well, once have, again, the real question here is the real question here is the real question is how do you get these people fair access? Right. Yeah. And this well, isn't this is public. This is public housing. This is like they're destitute. My point Go is ahead. my point yeah. is everybody will get fair access if they don't shove their lifestyle in other people's faces. OK, it's a situation where people like to be around other people that like them. Not angry people that want to shove their lifestyles in their face. Hey, look, some people get triggered by MAGA people, not me, man. You know what I mean? Like, I like no, some people get triggered by the nose people. thing. Like, I can't control that. No, like, I, go ahead. Okay. I'm talking about six foot four guys that go around walking with a dress and then say, and then say, uh, and then say to somebody at McDonald's, a clerk behind a McDonald's saying, if, if, the, if the person doesn't call them by their proper pronoun, like this says, oh, or something like that. Then they yell at them. And, and it's a situation where one thing you need to understand about the trans things, it's essentially a eugenics plan. It's just a more modern version of eugenics plan to sterilize people so that they won't have kids. And, okay. and this is the, the, in the 1950s, black teenagers were essentially with girls were sterilized by force because they did not want them to have children. Okay. 
this is just the more modern version of doing it by things because the educational establishment confuses younger people who have miserable family situations where their father hates their mother and their mother hates their father. So yes, they're going to be confused about what sex they should be because they just want to be have people be nice to them. So, so they're confused, right? They're trying to get like maybe some government services. If it's not no, public no, housing, it be like health care or something, right? They're trying the to get nature, some kind of... That's yeah. the nature of the family situation they're in. They get confused and whatever else. But the point is, everybody will get government services properly. And if if they act appropriately for others and don't shove their lifestyles in other people's faces and want acceptance against someone else's morals. For example, there was a guy that had sex with his boyfriend in the Senate chamber. Do you think he should have been fired? What What if there's some kind of evidence Answer of discrimination? Question, please. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's like there was one a guy instance, that right? Had sex in okay. the Senate chamber with with his boyfriend in public in front of cameras. Do you think he should have been fired? Well, most people would say, of course, yes, of course, yes, because the Senate chamber is not for. Was it was it on purpose or was it by what were they like, you know, like they thought everything was shut down and they got caught. You know, I mean, like if if the event was over and they thought everybody went home, I'm not happy about it. But, you know, like if they did it like on purpose in front of the camera like this, I'm going to get some views or something like this is like they did it like to make a scene or they did it to be flashy, like definitely fire them. You know what I mean? But if they were like after hours, like I'm not happy, I'm not proud about it. You know what I mean? Like you got to fire the guy ruined his whole life. Like you're really messed up, bro. Like this is not cool. You know what I mean? But if it was, everything was shut down, it was after hours, they snuck in the quickie, no, like yeah, you're no, fucked up. I'm not going to fire him. It's on not purpose good. To, yeah. a, to the bosses and everything else. How'd it go down? How'd it go down? I don't know how it went down. Did, did it go down? Like but, but you're missing, you're changing the subject and missing my point. My whole point about okay. all this is anybody that does in your face and say, accept me or else, or else I'm going to file a lawsuit against you or else and things like that, of course they'll get discriminated against. People don't want to be around others who are purposely assholes. Okay? Um, people like being yeah. around friendly people, not someone who shoves their personal lifestyle okay. into their face. So back to the um question, right? before, right? Whether you agree with them or not, right? Yeah. How will you assure these people fair access to government services? They already have, by law, people of, of whatever sexual orientation already has access. But the thing is, if they want to shove a different sexual orientation or, okay. or confusion in someone's face, they're not going to get access because okay, people do not want extreme activists around them because they because normal people do not know how to act around them. To, to avoid getting beaten up if if they say the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's people fine. That's fine. It's drugs, good to know. You, people on drugs. I'm are, clear now. I got it. I got it now. I got it. Okay. And Let's that includes about... women that get testosterone. They tend to get they tend to get much more angry than the, those that don't. And guys who essentially decide to get their balls off, yes, it's going to affect them emotionally, and so they're going to be hostile at those that pushed it. I um I do have medical experience and I do actually recommend people before they modify themselves. I do also encourage um you know more caution than that and less buying of solutions. But you know I do not. Well, well I we're do talking also we're talking about a situation to, uh, where children are forced to do this. We're not talking about adults yeah. that decide to do it on their own. But they gotta accept they gotta accept that when they make choices like that, there are consequences and it has nothing to do with 
discriminated. It has to do with the fact that they're making themselves on purpose odd and then saying we want to be treated like other like normal okay. when they're purposely not normal. They have an in-your-face attitude, and that's that's the thing is, okay. I'm not mad at that. Okay, so it's good for us to know, right? That's why the, the interviews get was, to learn about your positions. Exactly. Look, when I, when I was driving a cab in Philadelphia as a Christian, okay, yes. when I picked, picked up hookers and drove them around while they were looking for tricks, okay, yeah. I, I didn't preach at them from the front seat or whatever because I was I was I had a job to do a job to essentially to get them from where they wanted to be and hopefully get a tip, okay. Right. But it wasn't my job as a job. It wasn't my job to shove my Christianity in their face and say things like that. So I basically had it's known as customer service. But the thing is, if I had a position where where I was a jerk to my customers and essentially forced my lifestyle down their throat by essentially saying, uh, no, I'm really a girl with a dark with a down voice. I'm really a girl. So you have to call me ma'am. Or, or and essentially to say to them, oh, sorry, you misgendered me. Are they going to give me a tip? No, they're going to think he's just another jerk that's just jerking me off. Okay, the whole I can, point. Of I can, um, you know, I, I can accept that. I'm not really, you know, I, I'm not agreeing, but that's okay. We're not going to agree on everything. Uh, I want to just finish up the rest well, of the- Well, I don't uh, expect these people to vote for me. That's I fine. just hope that Republicans will in North Carolina. No, I, there's a lot of my friends who actually have similar views. So now I, have I, mean, another, I work with a lot of people. I'm another, not against what you're saying. Well, I have it. another yeah. question for you, though. Do you okay. think a trans man should be, should, should be like Leah Thomas, should be allowed to, to enter when they're mediocre 169 out of uh, 169 a list, but then they decide to put uh, keep, the, keep their penis on and essentially, they decide to uh, to race swimming as a woman. They can I say awards. Yeah. Do you think they should win? Essentially, destroy women's sports by. Can I say yes and no? Huh? Can I say yes and no? Oh, why? Why? Why would you say yes? They should create another league. They should create sports. another league that includes them. Right, yeah, that includes well, uh, well, trans thing, and another group that is, doesn't if they want to do that, the, right, yeah. The thing is, if they, they want co-ed sports, they should get on a team with co-ed sports and they will lose to normal men instead of instead of those, uh, instead of being guys. It could include that. It could include that as well, right? Or it could be an uh, exclusive well, category yeah, or uh, any destroy. combination thereof, My right? point is it's going to okay. destroy women's sports at the college and high school level because essentially guys are more properly built to be better okay. at swimming and everything else. And you talk about running well, yeah, okay. whatever else that sure, it's so. not fair. The, the my response to that is, my response to that is, the okay. pelvis is different. I, my response is, even though I understand, right, the concerns and I'm not really 100% for it overall, I am for it because you know why? The thing is that these people, we say life isn't fair. You know what I mean? And so oh, many other... Uh, uh, give, uh, give Can I finish? Can if, I finish? Can if I finish? No, no. I know it's horrible. You know, you are, I, not, don't take it at face value. Don't take it at face value. You no, need to add no. my other bullpup. Go ahead. You can attack it if you want, but I, I, I that's know, not all there is to it. But go I, ahead. Go I, I ahead. know what your view is. You're asking... You want to interview me. My point is... My point is, for women's sports at the high school and college level, women need a way to essentially excel in their things without being... Being going against somebody with steroids, okay? Yeah. Whether it be whether it be a woman who's taking testosterone or whatever, doping up like they did used to do in the Soviet Union, so they got big women 
big women who got testosterone or whatever who, who but, win all the but women. what about the other way why do you only care about it when they win like what about the all the women who turned into men and they can't win anything like is it just well, like too well, bad for them? Like sucks to well, be you? Well, like if, if a woman, why would you care if, about if them? Woman, look, the whole point is, if a woman decided to become a man and and play, they do play baseball. They, they get their butts whooped the whole time. They, yeah, then they can't win. Like I mean, it's of course they can. I mean, that, that's too far. I mean, they can win something, but the, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Body. It's not the same. The numbers are not the same. This is clear. You're not wrong on that, right? Well, the, the data yeah. supports that, right? Yeah, there's an advantage. The whole, the whole point you can't of can't argue that. Yeah, the whole you're right. Point I'm, of not, the whole I'm not going to discount that. You're not wrong on that. There yeah, is no, a documented something's example, up. You're not wrong. I'm sorry. For example, if you look at Riley Gaines, who essentially, as, as part of the University of Kentucky team, was, was forced to put up with a guy that essentially uh, stripped They lived through so much unfairness, you know what I mean? And they can win one time. Else. Let them win once, damn it. You know what I mean? They have they don't get to oh, win anything no, else in life. No, no, give, no, them, no, no, no. give them one. Okay, what that's how you want to be. I am mad, but you know what I mean? Like I get where you're coming from, but that's how I feel. Let them win one thing. You know what I mean? That's me. But look, you could I'm not I'm not well, against you. Well, I'm not well, I, I get where you're coming from. You're not wrong, right? There is a clear data like they have an advantage, like so let's stop pretending. You know what well, I mean? Like well, you're in, not high school, wrong, okay? in high school baseball, I wasn't very good. I was the scorekeeper. I got a letter for being the scorekeeper, but I mostly sat on the bench, okay? But the point is, essentially, there's nothing wrong with saying the bench for being involved with high school. There yeah, are I'm not, not saying I'm all the way right either. I'm not, not all the way. Right. I know that. I know I'm not all the way right, but I'm just trying to try to make it. You know, what I mean, you. I know I'm not all the way right, but I'm just saying, you know, let there, them win there, something. There That's not, just how I am. You've been women. a dad. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you have students. You know, what I mean, sometimes they don't get all the answers right, but you're like, I gave you a B anyways. You. Mm. You well, know what I mean? Because I know that. you're trying. No, when I know I'm you're teaching trying. chemistry, they got to earn their yeah. grade, not because I'm. You never, never. Like them. You never help the student just a little bit, even no. once. No, well, I okay, I respect, respect, but I'm that kind of guy. If you try real no, hard, then, then you shouldn't be a teacher. Not all the way. Not all the way. Look, I work with you. I work with you. You got to come up eventually. Yeah. Okay. You got to come up eventually. People learn by me. I work with you. All right. Okay. Hey, respect, man. I appreciate that. Okay, so that's one group right there. Um, let's go on to the next one over here. Another group that works with is disabled. And right now, people with disabilities are allowed to be paid sub-minimum wage. Now, Well, that's the against is, the law. That's against the law. It's not, actually. But yes, it is against the law. It, 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 it's against the American Disabilities Act. They, they cannot... They cannot uh, they cannot discriminate against disabled people and uh, things. All they have to do is file a lawsuit against their employer and the, they'll usually win. Okay, so you're for, okay, it's for it. That's good. Okay. No, I'm not for it. I, oh, I'm not, not for okay. discrimination against disabled people. I'm not, I'm not. No, for you're for minimum wage, at least minimum wage for, for, for people with disabilities. Like they should get at least minimum no, wage. No, if someone does a good job and earns their pay, they should be treated like anybody else. There's, yeah, that sounds, yeah, that's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. Designed for that. Yeah. Yeah, you're for people with disabilities getting the rights that everybody else has. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Well, of course, because because okay, that's it's good. not something they chose to do. They they were injured in an accident, or they or they were born with epilepsy, or they were born with a club foot, or whatever else, that's and right. so they should not be. Or they or, or they were veteran who who got their leg blown off. All of that means that they got to be treated like everybody else. And and I'm with it. So, Thank you. Okay. The last uh, part I'm going to ask about is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this thing called right to repair. Have you ever heard of that term? In what context? I know it. Okay. So 
The thing is that this this issue has hit in multiple contexts. One of oh, them it has was, to do with Apple saying uh, you can't you can't have people repair our devices. That's one big part of it, right? There's also the uh, farmers and uh, you know um, that were fighting John Deere because they had like exclusive uh, control of the tractors. Biden even had to do it for the military. They had to set it because the contractors were all making exclusive rights to repair their vehicles. So Biden said enough with that, right? We got to be able to repair our own equipment out in the field. We can't have these exclusive contracts going on. Uh, but still for consumers, it's being rolled out mostly through Apple products, but actually system-wide with cars now, right? Yeah, like well, Tesla, you can only get it serviced at the Tesla factory, stuff well, like that. Well, my, well my, uh, my first computer was an Atari, and that's on purpose. I think the only value for apples and Macintoshes is they make great applesauce. So I'm. Uh, the point is, it's a private company. If Apple wants this... To only only allow the peripherals that are made by them to work with their equipment, that's fine. That's why I love PCs because I can I can modify. I, I've got parts of my computer that I'm using right now that are 20 years old and doing just fine. I'm talking about the case. Uh, I, I replace the motherboard periodically and the video cards periodically and other stuff like that. But I love my computer. I've had a computer hobby since I was 10. But the the whole point is that Apple as a private company decide for planned obsolescence so that basically uh, IO, iOS 17 will not work on, a, on an iPhone 6. Uh, that's by design because they want people to be forced to pay it again and again. But the only reason it works is because people still want to pay over $1,000 for a stupid cell phone when mine was 200 and it does all the things that we really want to do. I got a Motorola One 5G Ace, which is perfect for my needs. But the point is, do I need all sorts of bells and whistles that a iPod 7, an iPhone 17 would have, or 15, or whatever the latest version is? No, no, few people do need all the things. So basically, I think it's stupid to carry around a cell phone that's over. I'd rather have a computer that costs a thousand dollars. And, and 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 carry a hard drive or carry an SSD around if I need to use a different one. But it, but again, it's a situation where if if people want the panache of Apple, they're going to pay for the for it through the nose. And it just goes by Steve Jobs thinking he was entitled to uh, park in handicap zones because he was entitled. Okay. So you know, it, it's just it, it's just the panache BS that's endemic in the system and do they have good hardware yeah but good luck getting an apple uh, uh, ipad repaired at, at a neighborhood thing because uh apple has a point of of not letting independent repair people do it but but i think the federal government does have a role role is perhaps perhaps uh changing changing the law to require the companies to allow anybody to repair them but but there are technicians that are not things who can repair those things. You just got to look for them. But again, it, it it might not be against the warranty, break the warranty. But the whole point is, again, Apple has a product they want to keep selling and they want it to get obsolete. So they have to get throw it away, get another one. Yeah, and they're going to great lengths. Um, the thing is that now... Well, 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 you asked about Tesla. You asked about Tesla or, or electric cars. Uh, okay. If you've got a Chevy Volt, if you got a Chevy Volt that loses a little battery cell in the, in the battery itself, 
how much do you think it would cost to to, re to replace the bat the battery in a Chevy Volt? Almost the price of the car. Thirty thousand dollars. Okay. Whereas if you got a normal if you got a normal Ford Taurus or a normal VW Jetta like my car that I love driving and get forty five miles to the gallon, basically it it's very easy to replace a part and it could be like fifty bucks. Another example. Uh, what do you suppose the remote charging stations? Where do they get the the remote charging stations for electric vehicles? Where do they get their um? Where do they where do they get their electricity? Burning coal. Yeah, or or they have diesel generators in the back of the in oh, the back of the facility. So does it does it save fossil fuel? No, all it does is just convert it into electricity and generate a lot of heat, and then they got electricity. But then the car can only drive 300 miles or 250 miles before before it needs a recharge again. It might cost it might cut take four hours. And so, I have a feeling that Nancy Pelosi's like knee, like like actually like neck deep in uh, investments inside of the electric companies. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Electric, yeah. Uh, and good luck being able to drive an electric car in Minnesota during the winter. I'm sorry, batteries aren't very efficient when it's below zero oh, the whole day. You know, uh I had a priest for a while. I did love that thing, but Sorry? you're not wrong about um. You know, this cold does affect the batteries. You're, you're right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Hey, man. So, uh, yeah, Michigan is very cold. That's true. Actually. All right. So, um, let's go on to uh. Now, the thing is, as a federal position, we know the city takes care of like um. You know, real estate stuff like that. You know, uh, federal takes care of like the military, like you know, immigration. Right now, a hot topic right um here in New York City is uh, the migrant crisis. What's your take on that whole thing? It's a hot topic right now. Well, the Democrats and de Blasio and others made it a sanctuary city where where uh, where the customs enforcement could not come in and and deport people, whether it be MS-13 or or other illegal aliens that are in the sweatshops in New York City. The sweatshops in New York City have been going on for decades, whether it be underpaying people for pennies per piece or whatever else in the 1910s to whatever else, ignoring the law. And essentially, they just want to continue to do the same thing. So they're essentially letting illegal immigrants so they can underpay and essentially use as slave labor. But you folks keep voting for these people who allow this to go on. So it's like you asked for it. Sorry. Um, and, and it's not going to change as long as you keep electing de Blasio and others instead of people like Giuliani who really did clean up the streets. Hmm. Okay. Let's I remember when Giuliani was mayor. It was a great city to visit. It was, you know, even Bloomberg was mayor. He had some common sense because he wanted it, he, he wanted it to be a beautiful city that it was. Even President Trump likes New York City, but he couldn't he couldn't change anything was going on if they wanted to decide to make a sanctuary city. San Francisco's even worse because they poop on the they've been pooping on the sidewalks for years. So mm, I think the most uh, controversial thing for Bloomberg with the ties to Giuliano was the stop and frisk. I don't think they, besides those ties, did they have any other significant? Well, really, the uh, stop and frisk was very good for getting guns off the street and essentially stopping thugs that would go around and and purse snatch and others who, who essentially caused uh, armed robbery in, in different bodegas and other, uh, other small stores in the area that couldn't afford security. And essentially, those that wanted to change it and everything else, it's 
And as Bernard Cleric will explain to anybody who asks them, it's a situation where when the when the police are not allowed to do their job and, and get the criminals off the streets, the criminals will be things. And if the DA will not prosecute them like the current DA will not prosecute them, but is but is going over but is going after uh Okay. people with political differences it, it's just a tragedy because it affects the normal people in new york city so you know all right like, i have to admit uh, that's not our position I, I, but hey i appreciate you telling me about it i appreciate uh, you know i love visiting manhattan i love visiting manhattan in the late 70s it was a very different uh, but now i wouldn't really want to go there at all so okay so i remember have... going to see david letterman at nbc i i wasn't worried about walking the streets when david letterman was at his show um everything else in 2004 so but that was under giuliani and and their type what do you think about the whole um when you see like tpp you heard about um things like uh you know nafta what, what do you feel about like uh trade as in terms of uh the united states role in that right well, uh, well i well i generally believe that the federal government has a responsibility to regulate international commerce and and basically, I think it's in the American interest to to have uh, to, to trade back and forth with other countries, to even hire labor in India and Vietnam to make stuff for us and everything else, because it helps the economies in both those places and such like that. But but they also have a responsibility to not let uh, intellectual property they call IP essentially be stolen by the governments. So essentially, the governments can then make rip off, make mock offs, essentially of American products, and then call them apples when, when in reality they're not, and they're essentially going to pay things. And that's part of the problem with the whole system is that the Biden administration and Democrats want to push for all all electric vehicles when in reality they all 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 the raw materials and everything else that comes from that, whether it be solar panels and windmills and everything else that all comes out of China. And the reason it does is because the labor in China is very cheap because they employ slave labor. They force people to work for almost nothing. Well, again, that's not that's not very good for the people of China overall. But 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 again, it's a situation where they decide that they're going to they're going to rip off gullible people in the US to essentially but if they were really concerned about the environment they would deregulate the nuclear industry so that we could have a lot more nuclear power plants that are safe and appropriately regulated. So essentially the price of electricity for for customers in New York City and Charlotte and Raleigh, North Carolina could be 15 cents a kilowatt hour and remain that way for the next two decades because we've got a proper use of uh, nuclear power resources. What, but, what's your position on the war? Like the Israel, the Ukraine which war? stuff? Well, Both of them. well, let me give you an example. When I was in Iraq, when I was working in Iraq, uh, I tried to start this story a little bit, but President Obama was in there. President Obama oversaw the rise of, of ISIS in northern Iraq and Syria. And, and basically the rules of engagement for American forces that were there were essentially if you shot at, if you're shot at with a whole bunch of rockets and rifles, you could shoot back a slingshot. Well, well, basically, uh, when President Bush became president in 2017, he asked, asked the leaders in Washington, the generals in Washington, how long would it take for us to get the ISIS out and everything else? And they said, 
sorry, Mr. President, it'll take about six years because uh, they're just too entrenched and we can't do anything about it. Well, he then went to the people down closer to the to the field, asked them how to do it, and they said, if we properly equip and support the Iraqi army in Peshmerga, uh, we can get them out really quickly. Well, by the th I started working in at the American University in Iraq in August of 2016 under Obama. By the time I left in May, essentially, ISIS was essentially almost gone from northern Iraq and Syria, and ISIS has not been a problem because essentially the Peshmerga, the Kurdish troops, essentially the Iraqi army, essentially destroyed ISIS throughout the whole country because they had the proper support to do it. And that that is what the military should be used for, to get in, win, and then leave. For example, in World War II, the only reason Americans got involved was because Adolf Hitler declared war on us. We went in and win, won. We got involved in World War II in the, in the Pacific because the Japanese Hirohito declared war on us. We went in and won. We, we essentially helped get Jap Japan out of China and, in, and, and, and Indonesia and Southeast Asia because essentially we beat the Japanese because they bombed Pearl Harbor and declared war on us. That's the purpose of our military is to get in, win, and get out and let the governments work it out too when they brought proper support. And I'm very proud and happy that I was in Iraq for a year because that shows the contrast. But uh, I disagree with some people that say the Iraqi wars were a bad thing, particularly the one with in 2003, because I think it was a good thing that Saddam Hussein, who was actively supporting a Stalinist, communist, he essentially was actively supporting Palestinian terrorists, just like just like Iran is now. He was actively supporting Palestinian terrorists to essentially kill innocent people in Israel, as well as kill the Kurds and other minorities in Iraq. And essentially, uh, President Bush decided after 9-11 to go in and take take Saddam Hussein out. And I think overall, based on that, it was very good for Iraq because, because the, the Stalinist Ba'athists were essentially destroyed as a force. And that's where ISIS came from, was because the Muslim Brotherhood, which was supported by Obama, essentially perpetrated a myth that they were supposedly, uh, you know, democracy of it, when in reality, they just wanted to rule things for themselves. And so okay. it's a situation Sweet. where what happened in Israel with a whole bunch of people slaughtered and taken hostage because they came on, you know, they they came on, you know, help gyrocopters or whatever they used to get across the border. It's a situation where killing thousands of people, innocent people, and then hiding underneath hospitals, mosques, other stuff like that, and and then and then saying, Oh, you, uh, Israel just wants to kill our innocent kids and whatever else. Well, they, they're hiding in the basement, using them as shields. Well, it's the same thing what happened with ISIS in Iraq, is that they use the civilians as shields. So they don't care about life, and they don't care the life of their own people. So yes, we have a responsibility to help Israel get rid of terrorists and Hamas and essentially drive them off the map. So Okay, I do have to ask, um, just uh, help me clarify one thing. Um, so the thing is that earlier you said that Ukraine is very corrupt, correct? Yeah, it's one of the most corrupt countries. It has been for decades. One of the most corrupt okay. countries in Eastern Europe. And I mean, okay, so I, th I think part of that, right, was uh, 
I feel like Hunter Biden was involved. I feel like there was pictures. Well, of, well, he you know, was, but it goes it, it, it goes it goes even further back from that because when I was teaching in Kazakhstan for 2011 to 15, right. So, uh, well, actually, this just really paints to this part, right? Yeah. So earlier you said, right, that America should protect its interests and get involved in international trade, but isn't that really kind of a way, like Hunter Biden? Isn't he like kind of like? Yeah, maybe it's corrupt, but it's kind of like the U.S. inserting its interest into Ukraine. No, to try to like no. no the, okay, so the Biden okay. crime family. I just feel like okay, go ahead. The, the Biden crime family has been uh, essentially uh, milking, uh, milking all sorts of people because he was an important senator for many years as as head of the Senate Armed yeah. Services Committee, and essentially uh, the Hunter Biden and all the other people. As part of that is essentially hey, Ukraine was blind influence, obviously. Uh, I yeah, mean, this is corruption. But, but, yeah, but that's on. the nature of corruption. They buy off corrupt politicians in the West. The, the Soviet Union did that too, with, with the Rosenbergs and 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 the other Soviet spies who were in the US. They're trying to foment things and and, and because but that's of, and that creates control. right for uh for uh but Biden, you have right, an American you have, to cash out to on the Ukrainians. Well, you have like to, that's well, they're protecting their interest in the trade. Well, right? the thing is, Ukraine is an artificially created country because Stalin started Ukraine by taking different parts of different countries. Poland, Hungary, and the other countries around that were essentially taking pieces off, pieces off, and then put under one republic in the Soviet Union, which was Stalin called Ukraine. And that okay. includes Tartars, that includes uh, other all, all sorts of different tribal groups and the people that forget that, that essentially at the beginning of World War II there was what was called a Stalin-Hitler pact which essentially they decided to meet in the middle of Poland and say that everything east of that was Stalin's everything west of that and then both sides decided we're going to kill all the Jews and the minorities in this area and the Nazis essentially national socialists were working with the Bolshevik socialists to essentially destroy minorities and others in the middle. And then and then Adolf Hitler decided to break the thing and say, and repeat what Napoleon tried to do and say, yes, the Aryan race, we're gonna go in and destroy the Slavs. And you know, it's so it's so hard for me to believe anything about history. Sorry? You know, it's, it's so hard for me to believe anything about history because I see how much things are misreported today. So I'm like, if I can't even believe the news that I see about what's going on today, like what's the chances that I could learn about something that happened like well, 20, 30 well, years you, you ago? Gotta without, like, the right, you got to look in the right places and, and you can't rely on the mainstream media in New York City, which is essentially bought and paid for. And, and, and for example, on the YouTube, I'd recommend you watch the Duran, D-U-R-A-N. And, and they've been accurate for over, over a year regarding what's going on in Ukraine. And essentially what happens when Ukraine gets billions of dollars from the U.S., Essentially, it, it goes to arms traffickers, and and all the arms that are sent there get that sent to Hamas and other countries, and then they're stuck with the residue. And essentially, essentially, uh, Ukraine is putting up its kids and old people now to go into a Russian grinder, uh, where essentially hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians die because essentially, because essentially. Uh, the the Russian government got fed up with Ukrainian only speakers, the Nazis, who essentially say Ukrainian is the only language allowed in Ukraine, and essentially they decided that they were going to destroy and drive out people who are who are native speakers of Russian. That's why I brought up the point in Kazakhstan. It's different 
because there are three official languages, Kazakh, Russian, and English. And basically, the Russian people of Russian ancestry have no fears about worrying about Kazakhs throwing missiles into their region in Oskamenogorsk or Pavlodar because, because the Kazakhs don't like them. I appreciate it because you were actually there. Yeah, like yeah. Well, I was there, but but the Russia took over Kazakhstan way back in the 1740s, I, I believe. I know. And and, and Russia and Poland were fighting over territory all the way back to 1700. And in the early 1800s, they had Napoleon that went all the way from France that tried to you go. Know, all, all the historical stuff, right? Like Iraq, where it's in the past. I'm really more concerned about today. I'm so sorry, but now we're going well, to actually the, the free day. portion. It's, it's, this is the free portion of the, uh, of the of the discussion forum. So we've passed most of the, the questions. Okay. And we're pretty much good here. And besides asking your contact information, all the other stuff, which is definitely going to happen before the end. But okay, so right now, um, you're in North Carolina, which is actually a key swing state, right? Yeah, it's a critical state in, right. in the voting process, an early voter. You think you're going to get a vote from Trump? You seem like a pretty diehard Trump fan. You well, like well I supported He's President... He's the race. Well, I support... Uh, I came out in public and, and endorsed President Trump back in October with a, a sub-spec... Uh, go to my Substack. You can see the the press announcement I put out that I was supporting President Trump. Is Trump coming through North Carolina? Well, he he was in North Carolina okay. last summer before I arrived because I sold myself. He's probably going back soon. Red Springs and moved up to Wake County, but he he was at the state convention, I believe, in June of of of, of, of last year. And He's probably scheduled to come back response. soon. What do you think? Uh, what? He's probably scheduled to come back soon. What do you think? Well. Uh, that that's great, but it's a situation where basically he has his own uh, uh, hopes and whatever else. And you think he'll endorse you? Do you have a primary well, opponent? Or well, are you I running? honestly have no idea because because okay. when I grew up in Swarthmore, it depends. When I grew up in Swarthmore, basically uh, a, a lot of Swarthmore college people hated the people at Penn Wharton School because they were the business people that were conservative, whereas the rest of Penn was flaming liberal. And President Trump went to Penn Wharton, which I appreciated. But the fact that I, I'm from Swarthmore and my parents went to Swarthmore College, he, he might be suspect that I might be pretending. But no, I'm not pretending. But the point is, I'm running my race or whatever else. And I'm proud and happy to support President Trump. But I'm not going to. But if it, but if he finds it that he wants to endorse me, that's wonderful. But, um, but basically, my job is to try and replace Deborah Ross and not ask for endorsements. And I'd rather earn one and then be happily surprised if someone thinks. But but I I sent out a press release that basically because the endorsement game has started in North Carolina with all sorts of people endorsing others. And I, I decided to announce the fact that my cat endorsed me for Congress because he likes the fact that I keep him fed and watered to clean out his litter box. Well, okay. that's the job of a congressman. They got a responsibility to keep to, to, to essentially do the essentials to represent their local people. So that's what I want to do because the Democrat corruption here in Wake County essentially is tragic because essentially uh, they all, Deborah Ross only supports her people, uh, her people and those with common political interests. Whereas any, any normal person that goes to her office for help for some federal issue is if, if they find out they're Republican or conservative, or or voted for Trump once, or voted, I think for you're, I think you're a very serious candidate. Not only a, yeah, huh? I think you're a very I think you're a very serious candidate. I think Trump should definitely look at your campaign because number one, right, 
Not only have you run it for office before, number two, your wife also ran and won her primary. That's actually right. Um, you, well, I also got a PhD from with North Carolina elections. State University, which is here in Raleigh. Yeah. So maybe that'll that'll be something. I got a PhD from a local university. Your wife's not going to go crazy. I mean, she's uh, she's uh, you know. In well, the unfortunately, my wife died so last July. My wife I'm died sorry. last July. Right. So okay, uh, well. so I, I that's part of why I got in this race because essentially it's trying to get rid of another feminazi. Like she went against Patsy Mink. Well, I'm going after uh, Deborah Ross for the same reasons. And my platform that's in my brochure is essentially the same it was in 1998. And my wife's was in 1998. So, okay. Um, there, How can people find out? My YouTube channel showing that me being interviewed by people in New Hampshire about what my views were, but I was 20 years younger then. So, I saw that that was on your uh, website, right? Yeah. How yeah, can people right. find out more about your campaign? Uh, maybe you have social media that you post up. They can follow uh, like, uh, upcoming events well, and stuff. Well, my, my website is kept simple. It's G Douglas with two S's, G D O U G L A S S dot U-S. That's it. Okay. Um, you have any, do you publish on social media regularly, Twitter or Facebook? Well, I have, a, I have a sub stack that I've been running for two years and it has all the stuff about the Twitter files, the Durham report and all the stuff related to the Durham investigation where he essentially exposed the deep state and how... The Clinton, the Clinton campaign oh, yeah. was behind all the Russian hoaxes. And when you go to this guy's web page, okay, at first it's going to tell you to subscribe. It's going to ask you for money. You got to no, no, you, no. It says okay? free. You can but be you, free. You got to close the thing, right? I, I went to pass the thing. Yeah, you got to close the thing. That's all. Right? Oh, that's Don't so walk hard. away because it's not over, right? The way it throws up in your face, right? Uh, it, you might think that you got to pay. You don't, okay? Just close the box. You get access to the site. Well, that's the way Substack works. It isn't. It is yeah. what I chose, but but basically, I started my Substack. The earliest post on there, I think, is from 2021, before I even considered being a candidate, and I decided to use it for the campaign because my job is to be an educator, and this is something I do as fun. And if you learn chemistry in college, uh, my job as a retired chemistry teacher is to reach equilibrium. And I'm at a happy equilibrium doing what I can. So it's cool, man. Yeah, it is all about equilibrium. That's true. That's what chemistry is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coming means, to the okay. final state or the, the trans the, That's right. the equilibrium well, this state. Is, this right? is There's part no of my equilibrium. State. equilibrium state. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, so what do people have to look forward to, right? Well, I I hinted at the possibility of Trump endorsement. I mean, I think so. You'd seem pretty well, clear cut well, uh, Republican. To be honest, I, I I hope he does. I hope he does. Yeah. But but I'm very thankful. My cat likes me, and my dogs like me. And my well, he needs help too. So, how much of a uh, following do you have? Have you you've been politically active? Well, but I, don't, I don't know in this well, area. Have you well, been political in well, the area we are now? All I can go on is I've got over seven thousand votes in all the elections I've been in in Hawaii, and, and I came in third out of nine in the primary there, having a lot of fun. I came in second out of four in the primary there. My wife ran, won the primary there. I ran against the incumbent. Contact his petition team. You know what I mean? Spending, if they, if you petition for... spending very little yeah. money. And even this campaign, I very well may win. I'm one of the top two candidates. And I've spent less than $5,000. I've raised and spent less than $5,000. So the Democrats are very paranoid saying, who is supporting, who is supporting G. Douglas's campaign? And it's like, oh, I've just been going to meetings and getting the Republicans. Easy. Okay, interesting. All right, cool. So I, I don't I don't sell bumper stickers or yard signs or other stuff to make the streets of Raleigh more ugly. It's like I don't see a point of making pretending that, that yard signs do anything to make 
the neighborhoods look nicer. All they do is look like trash. Do you have any um do you have any uh anything for people to look forward to? You got something coming up? Well, I've got a bunch of meetings I'm going to like tomorrow night. I've got a, a meeting up in Wake Forest. I'm gonna get three, three or four minutes. I spoke there last month. I I recently, a few weeks ago, had a at a debate with Deborah Ross called Unite the Vote. That's on my Substack. It's also on my YouTube channel. They can pull up Douglas Educational Services on YouTube and watch my debate with Deborah Ross and my other stuff that I've done for the campaign. So uh, basically, Deborah Ross accused me of being mean because I, I, I confronted her on a record. And when, when, when a feminist goes into victim mode, it means I won. So, so basically, all I can say is if I continue to annoy her and make her side freak out, all it does is earn me media. And and it's gonna be it will be a crazy year here in in North Carolina and even in Wake County because a lot of people are fed up. There are a lot of black Hispanic people that essentially are very, very upset that people from Guatemala and others coming in illegally are essentially gonna take the entry jobs away from American citizens. And that's all the far all fault, sorry, all the far, fault of the Biden administration and Deborah Ross represents them in Congress, so. Okay, that's, that's pretty much the interview. I really appreciate it. And just so you know, folks, uh, I know a lot of people that I watch have uh, different, will have different things. Some people support it, some people be critical. But one thing I want to talk, I know a lot, there's a lot of hate on the Republicans right now. But the fact of the matter is that in this program right here, we've had two Republicans cooperating and uh, you know taking place and only one Democrat so far. And this was true also in the last time when we did it in 22. The Republicans right now, let's the, the data shows that they're more willing to have a conversation, even if they don't agree with you. And, uh, you know, as offensive as you may feel, right? Yeah, like, oh, these guys, blah, blah, blah. They're not accepting. Like, just look at the evidence once again, who's participating in the series and look at the actual results. Well, okay? well I'm saying, OK, thank you. Well, I gave grades in my chemistry classes, uh, not not dependent on on someone's sexual orientation or what political party they believed in. Uh, on data. I, I, I basically graded all their exams based on not even knowing the names, went through to see how they solved the problems correctly or not. And and everybody that got an A earned them in my chemistry classes. Well, it's the same thing here. I treat everybody the same because the way I would like to be treated myself. And it's a situation where if I do get elected for the U.S. Congress for the second district, um, I will help all the constituents that I can whatever persuasion they are in in nonpartisan ways if it's in my ability. But but it's not as if, if someone wouldn't know what my positions are because they're very, very clear in my brochure and then my things like that. The worst case scenario is they could always vote for the other person. So so I don't really, I mean, all I'm trying to do is educate the public and have them make educated decisions regarding who they're going to vote for. And unfortunately, there are too many people that go along with a, a union, a group, or whatever else, because they want, don't want to stick out and stand for what they really believe. And that's part of the nature of, of the fact that things don't really change unless people are determined to think critically and vote based on being educated. And it's my job to be an educator. Okay. Can I also, um, the thing is that I'm going to ask for a little indulgence for myself, basically the interview's Fine. good now, but just something for myself, just, uh, I want to actually talk about the trans issue just one time, yeah? So the thing is that I know, um, have you ever heard of something called, there's people who are born hermaphroditic. They're born literally, right? Well, like, 
with both parts. Like it happens. Like not that not there's so many of them. It's pretty pretty rare. It does happen. Like what do well, these people do? Like they're you know. Like, well, it, 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 it's very few. And and for example, if someone is is born with undescended testicles that don't ever descend, essentially they'll be sterile for the rest of their lives. And, there is actually a record of someone who had well, a testicle please, who had a baby. Actually, answer, had a baby. Let me answer sorry, your question. Ahead. Let me answer your question. Yeah. Uh, uh, basically, the basically proper parents will let let the child grow up based on what it decides it wants to be. When the parents are treating them properly as a unique individual created by God for a certain reason, the problem comes with these trans people is that the mother is very very angry at the father and takes it out on the little boy. The little boy gets very confused and says says to himself, oh, oh, oh it, it, maybe if I was female, my mother would be nice to me. And mm -hmm. then they decide to take on things like that. One thing, okay. And it I never, am... ever works. It never, ever works because the, the little boy is still going to be like the father she hates. I'm not going to, that might be part of it, but i just like to make a couple more points here. It, it's a choice people make to essentially to get a tattoo or to cut off body parts, whatever okay, so else. Children are not able to make their choices because they're easily persuaded that they're broken, they need fixing, and so they- I agree there's reasons for concern. And, and essentially they but, do yeah. not let nature take its course and that the child depend, decide for itself when it reaches adulthood and can make an educated decision. The well, problem yeah, okay. comes from, and I, you really need to read up on the history of eugenics. The problem comes from people with an agenda that want to essentially sterilize all people with a mental illness or, or confusion or whatever else because they feel like these people do Down syndrome in particular, uh, uh, Down syndrome babies being killed in the womb because sure. they have an extra chromosome. But, and it's a okay. situation where in some respects it's no different when, when Down is... syndrome kids are killed or someone with undescended testicles as, as unpopular as it might sound, I will say that is part of it. There's right, yeah, I'm not going to say it's all of it, but I'll say right there, it was right, yes, yeah, some eugenics going on, right? There is some attempt to target target certain people. Well, well, this does familiar, happen. How I'm going to say that's part of it. How okay? familiar but, are you, please answer my question. How familiar are you with the history of eugenics? How, I'm not a super master, but you know, I know a little bit about a westernized, right? I, a lot of the history of eugenics is, by the way, covered up with what happened in Asia. Well, well right? so, it's very easy to learn something about it. All you have to do is Google search eugenics and Margaret Sanger, and you can read all about it in Wikipedia about the eugenics movement and what they what they essentially right. push for. It hasn't been changed much or whatever. Most of it's accurate. They even have references. And you can even look at the references to see that basically what they want is an elite white, white supreme supreme thing and everybody that doesn't fit their stereotype their Aryan stereotype of which it is fundamentally that is essentially they want to be killed and that includes the elderly when they get in too much trouble they want to essentially be, have the ability to euthanize them and say sorry okay. your life has but, reached the end of its usefulness we're going to kill you now okay but if I could just um you know sort some you know once again some scientific studies which once again I don't trust all the scientific studies. Okay, just because out there. Well, I, I don't either because most of it most of it is BS. Because could essentially be. the people could be. The, 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 no, you need to understand the nature of the research. 
And I'm into science too, man. I'm just, in the science field. I'm admitting, watch, yeah, the lie, I, said, I said I agree. You can't believe all of it, but I will let me get, tell just you. Just watch on YouTube Jordan Peterson interviewing the the biologists and others that, who have essentially done the research and know what is really going on here with the mutilation of children, uh, essentially without their consent, essentially because their parents pushed them one way or another to say they're accept unacceptable as God made them. We want them to be someone else. So the kids want to be uh, want their parents to like them, and so they go along with it. And then five years later, they regret it and realize they'll never have children. I I understand. And, and, and you can't put back on body parts. Have you ever seen what happens with the with a girl that gets an artificial penis and part of her skin is wrapped around here, and then they I, I saw a picture. No, kids are going to do a kids. Kids are gonna do what kids are gonna of do. Of a girl that essentially they made a penis that was six inches long and put it on that girl and essentially ripped off part of her arm to essentially manufacture it. And it's a monstrosity. It's like normal men would want a penis that 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 is I'm concerned about the medical industry getting involved and of course profiting it's all a scam because That's, essentially Obamacare uh, Obamacare but, provided yeah. millions of dollars to that industry to do it because it's but, can, yeah. Obamacare. Can I can I throw this out there? Okay, so the thing is that um when people have done studies on on gay people, they've been sound that they had like different brain topology. Like they said like the um the the size of the spears was more symmetrical. In um, you well, know, most, gay most of men that, and uh, women, straight women. Also, one more thing is that they also said that the um, there's a there's a relationship between birth order, right? If you're born first, you're more likely to be heterosexual, and if you're born later, have you ever seen that study? You could look it up yourself well, if you want. Well, like Kinsey, these things, well, they may be different. Like honestly, I don't have any. Well, let me. I'm not. Your, I don't defend. Let me, let I honestly your, have zero desire to well, dress as a woman. Well, I have zero. Well, like I, well, I don't want to do that at all. Let me answer your Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Kinsey, way back in the 1940s or 50s, as sexual studies regarding gender and, and whether someone's homosexual or not, whatever, it's, it's become now that he was a pedophile, okay? And, and essentially used kids for his own purposes, essentially warped the system because he essentially, he was a pedophile and ran a group of pedophiles. And, and unfortunately, I really recommend you watch Jordan Peterson and his his video essays on his blog and other places on Daily Wire Plus, as well as on YouTube, and 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 see his discussions that he's had with real veterans. And also, I recommend you see uh, Matt Walsh's video, "What Is a Woman," because he drives it very very well down uh, about the nature of what this monster is. Essentially, what it does is it's a, essentially a, enables the mutilation of kids before the age of consent, and it has nothing to do with adults that decide to do this to themselves or whatever else. It has to do with the people that are essentially forced in it when their brain doesn't, isn't properly, isn't properly where they can make adult decisions until they reach 21 or 25, depending on which evidence you look at. And it, it's a tragedy because everybody that's involved is a tragedy, but follow the money. There are people making millions of dollars by cutting people's body parts off or killing infant babies in the womb. It's, it's wait, a wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. From your childhood, it sounded like you had, like I also had like kind of like a resistant childhood. I left home at the age of 16, right? Yeah. What about, it sounds like you may have had a similar well, experience I, well, though. Both, you... me, both me and my wife were the eldest child of second marriages. 
where it essentially started with an affair or adultery, okay? We, we were the oddballs in our family and such like that. And my mother hated men. My mother hated her father. My mother hated my father and everything else and wanted me to be anybody else. She would call me the devil incarnate because I had Walter inside me. And thankfully, I became a Christian when I was 15. And so we, you had to go out on your own. So exactly. Right. Yeah. And so yes, you want your own freedom from, you know, but, adults telling you. you know. And, when, and when I was 15 or 16, after I became a Christian, and so I, I started having a life separate from her, then she, then she wanted to work with a psychiatrist to get me institutionalized because I finally realized that I was being abused because she decided that I yeah, was- Yeah, then you got to go. Me too. Life. Then you got to go. You can't be around that situation. What? You got to be able to cut out on your own. Well, so I'm really for- Well, the thing the, is, uh, I didn't know enough at the time. I wanted to finish high school and my paper route and everything else. So I learned my last year to stay away from her. And then I went off to the Christian college where I didn't have to be around uh, all sorts of alcohol and promiscuity that was going on at Swarthmore College. So I was I'm a sorry, paper boy in, in Swarthmore- and I was very aware of the moral moral excess and promiscuity that went on at Swarthmore, as well as drunken parties there. And I didn't want any part of it because my dad was an angry drunk. And I think, but I became a Christian when I was 15. And that broke me out of the pattern. And that gave me a family where I met my wife in church. And we had two great sons. And and basically, God's blessed me for all the, all the years since I married my wife in 1984. And you know, and it's all because God provided me a family because I became a Christian in 1973. And that spared me from a lot of stuff like that, even even any thoughts or temptations I might have had to self-mutilate myself. Uh, because, because in some respects, parts of my family thought that I'd be much better to be around if I was medicated properly. Hey, you survived, right. man. You're here, man. And honestly, well, I'm very grateful well, God, you came here. God pulled me out of it, uh, things, and I... and. Yeah. And and I even on my website, I because I'm Asperger's, I got interviewed by a Asperger's counselor, and and uh, I went into detail about the family I grew up in, and so I understand the history of that. And the fact is, with when I have mentally ill mother and an and angry drunk father, yeah, the kids are the big gonna be the ones that suffer, and the parents look like they're angels when in reality they're depraved. The prayed people that essentially, uh, you know, essentially, they so, only yeah, care about man. themselves, like, and they and it's in their interest to make sure. Yeah, leaving the kids under the parents' medical advice until the age of twenty-five, like that wouldn't work for me. You know what I mean? But well, um, well, I, I'm sad about what happened. What happened with you uh, having leave your home at age sixteen, and that's going to provoke a lot of things. But the last thing you needed was some suppose some supposed uh, people. People who just said they cared about you to say uh, to be acceptable in IRs, you got to cut off your penis. You know, if people can make money doing it, I'm sorry to say they will. Well, yeah, they will. That they stuff. they will. Y'all got to be real about that. Yeah, you. there is. I'm not. I, I was in the med. I have medical experience. I'm telling you right now, the industry is hungry for money. It's just there got to be some skepticism. So I'm not against having a dialogue. And I really appreciate you coming on once again. All the people that's haters, hey, he's here on the channel. Appreciate that. Yeah, having well, discussion well, with someone. I, I, I apologize for anybody that, that uh, objected to my use of language, but I have Asperger's. I'm direct, and sometimes using a bad word is appropriate in different situations because uh, sometimes saying horse feathers isn't isn't enough. You know, so, I'm not here to work with uh, people who agree with me. 
I'm here to work with the people that show up. And in the end, right, whoever shows up, we'll have to make a negotiation, figure out where we're going to meet in the middle, because that's what's going to happen. The people that show up is going to, things are going to go that way. That's it. So thank well, you thank, so much for being here. Thank you very much for the time. And, uh, and, and email me again. I will email you the link to the video so you could, but you probably have it there too, right? Oh, it's going live right now on my okay. on my uh, YouTube anyway. So it's cool. already okay. live. Good. So it's all done. Uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you and uh, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Well, if I ever visit New York City, it'd be fun to have lunch with you or something to meet you face to face. But there's, a, there's discussion panels coming up on some of these topics uh, from election reform to, uh, you know, even the trans issue. I don't know if you want to jump in, but that's fine. We're well, coming... no, frankly, as a Christian, I I, I see that as depraved by the parents. Of you, could, and, you know, and the unified platform at the end, right, is actually a unanimous agreement from all the parties. So if you want to actually interfere with that, which I know my allies will be like, oh, Ed, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, actually, in the end, if we can't all agree to certain things, then we can't really move it forward well, because it's you, a uni you, unified uh, platform is about well, that. If I can leave, if, if I can leave you with this last point, yeah, the, the problem that happens with immoral parents, with the selfish immoral parents, is that the children are always the victims, and and if 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 the childrens as the victims could be victimized more, so the parents feel better about themselves, they will do it. Okay. And maybe there's a way that, and it's you know, all that, yeah. about deflecting responsibility away from themselves that made the mess for their kids and say their kids need to be hospitalized or their kids need to be killed because they were selfish and didn't, didn't sterilize themselves before they got sexually active. You know, um, and just, uh, you know, if you want to, if you think differently, you can come on the channel too. I, I, I'm aware of both sides, but there are people who transitioned, who actually are complaining about it, who say that they are unhappy that they Yeah, transition. well, they, so they want to go This back. does exist. They do but, exist. So. But, but a woman yeah. a woman who gets her breast cut off cannot get them put back on and, and have them properly nurse. But then there's some people who are satisfied. So it's like, it's both ways, right? Well, so uh, no, we I'm, gotta, I'm, yeah, it is I'm, what it is. I'm talking about famous people that have detransitioned, that, that are on YouTube and have been been coming out about the fact that the tragedy that occurred to them when they were 15, they're 21 now, one now, and they realize that uh, their parents were perverts and, and essentially they were manipulating no. the situation they couldn't fix. Unified platform isn't really um, what we uh, all, it's about what we could agree on. So maybe we, and if you want to well, say well, like, well, you know, if you want to say that they got to meet certain well, again, like, that's like my, appearance uh, standards, that's fine, but that's your right. But the thing is that well, we, again, may, we might my, agree. We've already agreed that Trans people deserve fair access to government well, resources. Yeah. So as long as so again, we can still come it, up with a positive. And but again, I know it's, it's not a great. Situation but start. Yeah. Let me make this clear. Nobody should be discriminated against if they're going to be normal around other people and okay. work hard and everything else. But the problem comes from any activist where they have an in-your-face saying, saying, either you agree with me or I'm going to beat yeah. you up. Or you know, in the end, after you just agree so you know, with me or I'm yeah. going to sue you. Okay. But what we do is we collect all the recommendations from all the candidates, no matter what they are. You could even say, I want I want transfer to be illegal, right? That anybody could pose anything. Then at the end, we shoot the questionnaire to all the candidates, right? They can vote yes, no, abstain, right? Yeah. And in the end, what everybody, what unanimously passes, that goes up there. So if you have like an extreme view, it's very tough to pass, but you can still have your name well, is recorded to show as someone who's uh, created a policy that everybody could agree on. Um, and I think that's a powerful tool well, as well, a legislator. Well, well be, the thing, uh, you is, know, go ahead. thing is, again, I, I do not believe that taxpayer money 
should be used to support elective procedures with, with someone wants to do that. If, if someone wants to buy insurance to cover their own procedures or whatever else, that's on yeah, there. I can't stop you from proposing that. I can't stop the vote from happening, but it's up to, right, once again, all the participating, they'll have a chance. Maybe they don't even participate, right? Yeah, but if they want to, and we'll see what comes out of his. That doesn't result. mean taxpayers should pay for it. That's my point. Hey, that's your right to say that. You know what I mean? I I feel I I get you on that. Actually, I feel like with Fine, the, the medical and industry, these people that I, agree I with you, that. yeah, but, but probably won't not but, vote for me. But I'm not I, I'm not expecting to get their votes. That's what the democratic process is. That if I don't represent their votes, they don't have to vote for me. Yeah, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. That's definitely true. So. Thanks again for participating, and I really look forward to uh, more more uh, conversations with you. Well, well, I'll I'll do my best, and all I can say is all the best to you and your podcast. I really wish you well, but I, I, I hope if you can work it out where you can get roommates and get a decent apartment, I think it'll be a blessing. No, I don't want that. Yeah, I'd rather be on the street, man. I'm that kind. I no, know what, wanna, whatever. You met people like me before. All the best. Yeah, but what about uh, uh, when is your primary? The primary is on March fifth. You got anybody I'm going, going against or nice people to them? Are you uncontested, probably, or are you? Well, I, 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 I have two other, I have two other opponents, a, a, a veteran who's in the in the military for over thirty years, who has got his own set of credentials. I've okay. been teaching chemistry for over thirty years, and I have mine. And then who's that other guy? Twenty-seven years old from Puerto Rico. Who? Okay, it's not Matt Ho, is it? Huh? It's not Matt Ho, is it? No. Okay. All right. No, I, no, no. Basically, uh, me and the military veteran are are going against the guy who was fluent in English. So, okay. Well, it is what it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. All right. I'm going well, all to the uh, all the best to you, and uh, I wish you well. So, I'm, gonna, I'm the stream right here. I'll just stay on with you just for a second. If you have anything else you want to talk about, I'm ending the stream. Okay, the stream is ended now. Now it's just you and me. Anything else you want to say before I go? Uh, no, it's fine. So thank you very much for the opportunity. It's I, I love to answer these questions, and I I hope I didn't offend you. But again, it's it, I understand the position. No, it's not at all. No, I really appreciate it because for years I was confused, thinking in my head that maybe if I was my mother's daughter, I would be acceptable. But then I realized that the way my sister was treated was in some respects worse than me because she's she's, be she's struggling with her own baggage. And it's a situation where I realized in some respects, God made me who I am, as odd as I am with Asperger's. And and yeah, I have two sons. And so I know what a guy is. And you know, I know a, what a girl is. And I, because I, I have twin granddaughters and they're very, very different from my sons. So. I'll admit that I'm more of a progressive than you are. But the thing is that um, oh, that's right. there's a lot of truth that you say is in terms of exclusion going on with and like you know the democrats are more racist in many ways than the republicans especially here in new york no City. they are the racist party completely i agree i agree history of being that way i agree so i Nothing really appreciate change. yeah um and once again like i said the data supports that right the actually who's participating with me is the republicans right so i that's really right. appreciate you participating um sorry about you know there's a caricature that's painted of maga people Right. Yeah. Like they're all they they say, oh, they're blah, blah, they say this. Right. There's and there's a way that progressives are portrayed. I'm sorry about that stereotype. There are people like that in the group. I'm sorry, but they're not all like that. Like me, some of them really have conversation. I'm introduced to a lot more. There's a lot of uh, Green Party people that are very Republican leaning. And uh, this is really. Um, uh, well, yeah. well, 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 again, I said I'm a Republican because I like the Republican platform because I think that covers a lot more people and is nicer to a lot more people that deserve it. 
and essentially wants to protect the innocent against those that would break, try and break in, rob, and steal from them, and even allows people to defend themselves with the proper Second Amendment right to bear arms, so that if you got an intruder coming in your house to wipe your wife, uh, you have a right to shoot them dead. At the door. It's a tool, yeah. Yeah, you know, actually, even New York City, a potato gun is legal. Like, well, what is a gun? What is a gun? You know what I mean? Well, like you, yeah. well, well again, it's... It, 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 they act as though they act as though criminals are going to obey what, the laws. What I mean, about a nail so, gun? When uh, I have a nail gun, laws against you know I mean? gun ownership yeah. do not affect the criminals all because the criminals don't care. All, all, all is a way is the state to essentially deprive the means of of uh, normal people to defend themselves. Yeah, we're, we're literally trying to defend ourselves from Democrat corruption. Like, if you see like more of my work, you're going to see us literally like going to board of elections and fighting them, fighting them everywhere. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, all the best, and I wish you well, and keep up what you're doing. And I, I hope someone steps up and offers offers you a spare bedroom or something like that. Or no, nah, I don't want that. I've been offered before, but it's always people in messed up conditions. They're about to be evicted, and they no, want no, to save no. their asses. No, I'm Hell about, no! Uh, Hell uh, no! I can't do that. I, I'm talking about someone who, who essentially wants to help because they like what you're doing. That's not the way the world works. And, okay, and that's not the way rent. the world works. You can pay rent at appropriate at appropriate level, so you can have a decent place to live. We'll I, see. I, Enjoy the work, man. I'm putting out real groundbreaking stuff. Thank you for participating, and okay. I hope Trump visits you. You're right in the neighborhood. It's an important place. Um, yeah, you have competitors. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you were uncontested, I'm sure he'd already be supporting you. Well, uh, well, I have no, I have no idea if, if anyone else is gonna is gonna be on your platform. But I'm very happy to answer. Well, it. I've already had a presidential candidate and another uh, Republican from. Uh, there's there's more coming. A Republican from New York and a uh, Democrat from uh, Texas. Now you're uh, from North Carolina. Cool. Well, if it's a Republican up. from New York, say hi to them for me. Uh, Green from New Jersey is coming up. We got a lot more. Because yeah. he's a brave man in New York City in New York to run as a Republican. Oh well, you'll see us at events together. We went to the RFK event together. We was hanging out. We're doing all kinds of things. So well, I, well, I don't, uh, I don't support, uh, I don't support RFK because he's a liberal Democrat and everything else. And my uh, guy from Blexit is trying to have a rally for Trump in us in the South Bronx. Oh well, I, I think Trump will get a big thing because I think we'll the normal people, the, the workers and everything else that, that that he hung around with when they were building the Trump buildings when he was a young person. You might see me in the footage. You never know. The, those we'll workers and the cops and the others are going to be voting for him. Might even, uh, you know, might actually, even, he will win in Staten Island. You know, I I really have this rule where I only work with people that work with me. So I, I put some stuff up to Trump. I, I have even documented on my on my email channel, on my, on my YouTube channel, of me sending emails to Trump saying, like, here's some wrongfully incarcerated people I work with. If you could help us, right? Yeah, we're going to help. We're going to we're going to help you out definitely for real. But. We're still waiting to hear back. So all he's got to do is reach back, right? Yeah, I'm not going to just work for him for nothing. Now, yeah. what I'd like you to okay, no. what I'd like you to do is please right. email me your uh, official title, because I will be I will be putting on my own YouTube channel and Substack. Oh yeah, I'm New City's number one street activist. So I, <laughs> I want to properly title it with what your broadcast is, so you can get more notice. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, brother. Okay. All the best. Appreciate Thank you. Very you. Very Thank much. you. Have a good Bye. one. Thank you. Bye.